0: Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and yours truly, The Beak. Uh, what a weekend of footy. There is absolutely mountains of things to talk about, Smithy. But first of all, how are you going, mate?
1: Oh, I can't be I'm good. I'm really good, mate. Another fantastic weekend of footy. <laughs> so good. Um, Continues to deliver, doesn't it? Absolutely. Not just great games, but headlines and yes. all different types of news articles and... <laughs> Things that we, uh, we're we going to talk about on our show today. But how have you been going, mate? Mate,
0: I couldn't be better. Yeah. I couldn't be better. I'm living the absolute dream because yes. we uh, on today's show, we've got uh, all the recent news, obviously. We've got Roosters Utility, Connor Watson. We've got West Tigers, Halfback, Jackson Hastings. We've got a full preview of Round 6. Wow. Plus all your texts and calls. So make sure to call in 1300 01 11 70 or text in 0457 736 736. Uh, also, you can download our podcast. If you don't get to listen to it all now on Spotify and Apple, it's called The Captain's Run. Or you can download the SEN app. But, Smithy, mm. this year's a bit different for you, mate. Yes. A, a year that you've never experienced before because, obviously, you're the assistant coach for Queensland. I've got two questions. Okay. The first question is this. Because obviously I'm your assistant. Does that technically yes. make me the assistant assistant coach to Queensland? Can I tell people
1: that? Well, I think it does. Yes. Actually, can I just run it past Bill Slater first? Run well, past he, Bill. He's my boss. Okay. Um, okay. I'm sure, mate. I'm sure you'll find a spot. Surely. In what? Whatever you need, I'm there.
0: Whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. So just let just let Billy know that I'm I'm committed to the cause.
1: Team team morale booster. Whatever. Um. Lifestyle coach. Clown. Team clown. Whatever you need. <laughs> whatever well, you need. although. We got Alfie Langer in there, I think. I think Alfie's oh, no. still in there, mate. So yeah, okay. That's I don't know. Fair. That's fair. maybe maybe you can be Alfie's assistant.
0: Okay, I've lost my job before I even got it. That sucks. But uh... <laughs> 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 but uh, mate, obviously being the Queensland assistant coach, watching footy now is it uh, is it a different experience because you've really got to be dialed in, really?
1: Um, well, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I'll probably watch it. I wouldn't say I watch it c- more closely. I probably watch it from a from a different point of view where you're thinking you got a little bit of your sort of Queensland Maroons hat on mm. when you're watching the Queensland players um and you probably I'm probably watching them oh yeah a little bit more closely with you know some of the the things that they're doing on the field whether whether they're positive things or or things that they could do probably a little bit better mm. and have my ideas around that but it's not yeah again I'm 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 an assistant to to Bill yeah he is the he is the boss and you know he's the one that makes the decisions all around the players but I just, from my point of view, I'd like to be ready and prepared. If he was to, you know, phone me up and just say, "Mate, did you see? Let's just say, um, did you see Harry Grant on the weekend? What, what were your thoughts on his game?" So mm. I would just got to be ready to give him some feedback around him. Um, you know, other players like Ben Hunt and um, you know anyone in the forward pack, the guys that that you know Billy has asked me to look after that that area of the team, mm. um, that unit of the team. So the ruck players and and the nines or whatnot. I've got to be ready to, to give him some information and some feedback that um, that I've seen from the weekend. So mm. um, from that point of view, I guess I, I look at those players a little bit more closely um, than what I would have. But I think, you know, given my position that I played in my career, be as a number nine, and the way I viewed a game, was it was always breaking it down anyway. So mm. when I was playing, when I was still mm. playing, whenever I was watching games, particularly teams that we were sort of playing um, – that the following week, I'd be watching them live, um, say on a, on a Saturday arvo, mm. um, Saturday night, and I'd be breaking their game down anyway. Yeah, so I'd probably okay. I'll probably watch footy in a similar fashion now, the, uh, to what I did when I was playing. still. Oh, okay, yeah, you know what I mean, so it's not just I don't just sit back and a game of footy unfolds and you know I, I enjoy the the sort of the contest. Mm. I still look at it and break things down and, and look at what i'd probably do differently or what mm. i i enjoy watching and yep. things that i applaud when teams play some good footy it's really interesting it's uh to,
0: to think that you're essentially back to your you know <laughs> yeah. old ways really your old yeah. ways
1: cuz you got i mean you'd
0: be i'd assume anyway you're watching new south wales key players yeah. as well to see is there certain things they do certain habits they have
1: yeah absolutely and and i guess you know a lot of those guys you know playing for new south wales right now who have been in there for you know 3 4 you know maybe a few of them, you know, five origin series now. Mm. I played against most of them. Mm. So I still have a, like a little bit of an insight into, you know, yeah. the style of footy they play and, you know, their general habits. But they certainly change over time, particularly the particularly the top liners. Guys like Cleary, um, you know, Tommy um, mm. uh, you know, obviously Tedesco. You know, these type of players, they're, they're always adapting and changing their game um, and evolving their game. So you need to be just on top of, you know, those small little changes that they make just to have a bit more of an insight and I I guess, you know, have the ability to, to educate, you know, the Queensland players about what they're going to face. Yeah. It's uh. I can't wait, mate. It's uh, every year you think you it's aren't going <laughs> to... we're still... How far out are we? We're I still know, eight weeks away. I mate. know, I know. But I,
0: I can't help myself. I can't help <laughs> myself. I just there's so much redemption on the cards for Queensland. Obviously, tough <laughs> loss last year. Yes. Uh, now, is there... I, I personally believe that the players getting selected for Queensland are far uh, playing far better footy this year than they were last yeah, year. I think so. You know, I look at DCE. I think he's playing some great footy. Yep. Munster, I think he's in arguably career best form at the moment. Obviously, a small sample size. You've got Reese Walsh who's playing really well, so he's putting pressure on Kaylen Ponga. You've yep. got AJ Brimson. Val you've Holmes. Val Holmes. You've got Tino. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Paddy Carrigan when he comes back. So... Do you feel there's I guess more to work with this year because they're all a bit a year older?
1: Yeah, and and also a lot of those guys, it was it was their first time as well mm. um experiencing Origin last year. We had a lot of rookies and and uh, if it wasn't their first series, Kempi, it was it was their second and, and some of those players, as you can uh, everyone can remember, back in twenty twenty, the the series was played at the end of the year. It was played through November. Yeah. Um or October, November type of thing. So and And a lot of those players in that year, like some of them only played one match. Yeah, well. Yeah, because of like the bubble and COVID and injuries, they were played back to back. They were played three games consecutively um, in the three-week period. So, yeah, it was a very different time for these young Queenslanders coming through, Mm. you know, to start out their origin career. So there's a lot of inexperienced players last year playing for Queensland. So they've experienced that series last year. They they experienced, uh, yeah, a very... Um, challenging three games that they faced a, a, a red hot New South Wales side, um, and they suffered a, you know a heavy loss from a, from a series point of view. They were able able to salvage the last game on the mm. Gold Coast, which was uh, you know, it'd be good confidence booster for them. But now that they've they've experienced, they know exactly what it's all about. Um, they're another year older as well, so they're a lot more mature as a as as people, not just footballers. Yep, and I'd like to think that they'd they'll be hungry mm. they'll be hungry for this series coming up and I know um, you know Bill has gone around and spoken to uh, well the majority of, of of players that are available for selection for the Queensland team mm. he's gone around and spoken to all of those guys all up and down the um, the East Coast yeah and I think from the the conversations that he's had with those players they they are very much looking forward to um, the Origin series rolling around. And
0: speaking of Origin,
1: New South Wales
0: obviously Latrell Mitchell injured, mm. and he may or may not make it.
1: Mm. Uh, who do you think
0: is the front runner right now if he doesn't make that yeah, centre position?
1: Well, 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 good question. And we've just we've just had a text already, uh, Kempy Dean from Wagga, and he and he said, "G'day Beacon Smithy, is Matt Burton a genuine smoky? Smoky, I love a smoky for Origin." Well, no doubt he is, yes. And I think, given given that, and and again, we're 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 a long way out. So let's just say that everyone's fully fit. You you're gonna assume that Cleary, Luai, um, Isaiah Yo will be in that New South Wales lineup. Yep. So for Matt Burton to to fall into that centre position, where he played with those with those players all of last year and and was able to win a premiership in Dalley M Centre, I I would. I would – it would be highly likely that he'd be I, – I think he's more than a smoky. More than a smoky? Oh, I think so. Really? Well, well you got him. Um, you got Stephen Crichton. Um, You've got Katoni Staggs. You got, mm. they, 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 they've got a Hot. wealth of – Crichton. Um, they've got, um, got Braden Spears. Yes. Camel Graham. Yep. Zach
0: Lomax. Um, is a smoky. Real, real smoky. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's, a, there's a Jack Whiten. A thousand. A thousand. So thank you, Pig. I, 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 look, I think that that would be a serious consideration mm. from um, Brad Fittler and his selection panel to have a Matt Burton there, um, yeah. or or a Stephen Crichton, given given the combination with mm. those, particularly the half pairing that they'll have, which is which is yeah you know, the Panthers half pairing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you think the selection of Jack Burton puts pressure on Whiten to keep his Ma- s- Matt Burton? Ah, sorry, Burton. What did I yes. say? Jack Jack Burton. <laughs> I was it's going to a, say Jack Jack White.
1: It's a hybrid, uh,
0: yeah, which would be a scary,
1: scary well, thing. Yeah,
0: it would be a scary thing. Do you think if you select Burton at centre, that puts pressure on a utility at fourteen because he can play, you know, certain he can play six, uh, six, yeah. he can play seven, he can play fullback.
1: Yeah, well, I, I was just tossing his name out there as a centre because he's played there mm. um, in the past for the Blues, uh, but look, he he would be quite well. He'd be an ideal. Fourteen, mm. uh, except for the fact that that means if Cookie's picked at nine, mm. um, and you say a Jack Whiten is fourteen, Jack Whiten hasn't played nine. Yes, Cookie will have to go to eighty. Yes. Um. So yeah, that that's the only thing. It's a, it's a in in the modern game the fourteen is such an important selection. Well, it changes the whole way you play,
0: really. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it will change the whole flow of things, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's and and from a Queenslanders' point of view you know you you talk about the nines and the, at at the moment they would be uh Harry Grant and and Reed Marney um and then you think about well if one starts the other one goes to the bench well both players that's really their only position that they play is nine mm. yeah um whereas if you look at a Ben Hunt who i, I think is also in some pretty good form mm. um although playing in a side not doing so well at the moment he's he's absolutely busting his backside mm. Um, and we've got to remember he was the best player on the field in game three last year mm. with the number nine on his back. Yes, he started that match at number nine and he, and he got the the player of the game um so from a from a utility point of view, I think you know Ben Hunt probably has his head in front because he can play nine, he can play seven, six, you could chuck him in as a 13 at a pinch if you wanted to as well, which he has done in the past. He's done that for Queensland, he's, and he's actually done that for um, the Kangaroos when he's played for Australia. Well, his, his rep footy as a nine is outstanding. Well, it's probably some of the best football he's played in his career. Yeah, Kempe, yeah. which is yeah, it's it's it sounds strange, but some players just excel when they make that that step up. Well, mm. you look at Joey Johns.
0: Yeah, it's true. Some
1: of his best football. I like he was halfback for news uh, for Newcastle, mm. um, but played a lot of state of origin football and international football at nine. Crazy. And and was and did a really good job there. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a smokey here actually.
0: Uh Jesse Ramian has to be in contention for the New South Wales Center spot Ash. That's a really I think he's flying under the radar because he's having Nearly as good a year as his breakout year, maybe even better. Last week, uh, he was one of the players of the round for me personally. Yeah, uh, We just had so many good centres. We had Manu, we had Stags, yeah. uh, which was they had incredible performances. But Ramian has really uh, flourished under Craig Fitz, uh, Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon. Yep. And the Sharks, obviously, playing good footy. But oh, that's a great pick. Like, Ramian, mm. he's also, when you talk about players being built for origin, you know, obviously,
1: oh, <laughs> you know much more about this. He's a. Big physical thing. Exactly. The yeah.
0: physicality of it. Mm. You don't have to worry about him losing the physical battle, which is, yeah. I'd argue, half the battle. In-
1: yeah. And and you've got to remember, he's coming up against um, one of the form players of the competition or certainly form centres in, in Dane Gagoy. Mm. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's another that's another Queenslander who's playing some really good footy at the moment. Um, so, and, and we, we know about Gags, he's... <sighs> he, He is one player where it it does not matter what's happening at at Clubland, whether he's in form, out of form, his team's in form, out of form. When he pulls on that Maroon jersey, he is a different player. And he's never, ever... I don't think he's ever played a a poor game for Queensland. No, I agree. Um, Picked up the the player of the series in in 2017. He was Mm. the Wally Lewis medal winner. So we all know his capabilities at that level. So I think... um, yeah. Let's not talk New South Wales up too much. They got, they got, <laughs> look at all the, look at the players they've got. It's just Mate. unbelievable at the moment. Like, it's just, look, you go through, a, you go through phases, don't you? And and mm. you look at that run that Queensland had and, and we were certainly, um, very fortunate, uh, to have a lot of good players playing together at, at the one time. And we we're able to stay relatively healthy. We didn't use a whole lot of players through that eight year period. Mm. Um, and, and New South Wales, they thats where they're at at the moment. They, yeah. They've got a good crop of, of guys all around the similar age mm. age group, um, and they're all playing their best footy. And so you know that's that's a, that's a huge challenge for Queensland this year. But I'm sure all the players are up to it. We spoke earlier about you know that all the Queenslanders are very much looking forward to this yep. series coming up.
0: I mean, it's a perfect series for a bounce. But we are going to head to a break. But make sure to call in thirteen hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or give us a text, 457 736 736, and we'll answer your text. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith and the below average <laughs> beat. <laughs> we are back with another episode. Fantastic opening segment, obviously talking about Origin. We uh it's never too early for Origin. It's never too early for Origin. Now, what would how do you Find the weekend of games. I've got a question for you, Smithy. Do you feel like – so the start of the year, we all agreed, wow, how great is this? Very close start to the year. The mm-hmm. best in a decade. Yes. Do you feel we're now starting to see, uh-oh,
1: those top four or five sides are really starting to – Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, oh, I think so, Kemp. It it's probably more – I'll tell you what it's it's more of, those teams that didn't do so well last year, mm. um, so like the Bulldogs, uh, Cows, Broncos, um, teams like Dragons, yeah. um, where they looked – in the first fortnight, I, I think you and I spoke about it on the show, mm. um, like wow, like they, you know, they've they've they found their they found their groove. Yeah, you know, they, they they're now like another year on in their careers. Um, we're going to see a competitive um, season from them, but th- th- those teams have fallen into old ways. They've they found their their bad habit, habits of 2021 and and 2020, where they're just not playing out. Um, the 80 minutes of footy. Mm. And it, and it's costing it's costing them. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the Broncos, if you look at their their first round match against the Rabbitohs, and even last week against the Roosters, fantastic. Mm. Even though they didn't get the result, yeah. it took a huge individual performance from uh, Joseph Manu yeah. to get the Roosters home. Mm. If, it, if it wasn't for a couple of his huge plays, like his um, interception yeah. um, from on his own line, his two tries from dummy half, like there, there was no...
2: There was, was, there, was,
1: there was no team play there. That yeah. was just all of his individual brilliance. If 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 he doesn't come up with those plays, the Broncos win. Yeah. And they win it from the attitude they they had from from the first kickoff mm. where they they played high energy, they played physical against a yeah. team that you have to play with a, with a lot of physicality mm. and Kevin Walters spoke about that pre-game. But but the challenge for teams like the Broncos and and uh you know the Bulldogs and and teams like that who haven't been really up in around that top eight for a couple of years. Is the difference between those teams and the good teams is consistency. Yeah, and not just week to week, but in a single match. Yep, in a single match can be. You see, you can almost when you when you're watching these sides, if they're not on, you can see them. You can see the their level of performance change in an eighty minute period. Mm. Which, if you want to be competitive and you want to be, um, you know, playing as a consistent footy side and winning more matches than you lose, then you can't have that inconsistency throughout an 80-minute period.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I, I totally, and a really good example of that, a really good, and I don't want to kick him while he's down because he's a he's a battler, but Kobe Heatherington, he works his absolute backside off yep. every single game. But we, if you re-watch that Joey Manu try, it's on a short side, he does the tackle, he gets up, and you know what he thinks? I'm going to have a breather. I'm the, I'm, my job's finished. My job's finished. What does Manu go? Identifies it, goes down the short side and scores. Mm. And that's a real good example of what you're talking about. Mm. Your job is never finished. Well, you just got to be on. Yeah.
1: Every, time, every, minute, every moment you're on the footy field, like you, you need to be aware of what's going on around you. Mm. And you might make two tackles, three tackles in a row, but at that level of, of uh, rugby league, people are going to identify those that switch off. Yeah. The good players, they find you. They they find you when when you just need a split second where you think, well, i my my assignment's done here. Mm. They they'll come back at you and, and you'll get found out. Which unfortunately, um, yeah, you know, some teams and some players at the moment that that's happened. That's what's happening to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now we actually we've got a call here. We have got a call from Adam Emu Plains. You yes. there, Adam, mate. We got you, Adam. Okay, uh, he's not there yet. He's, he's not, not there yet. Up. We'll, we'll get. Uh, he's put us on hold. He's he's put us on hold, which is fine. Which is fine. Uh, mm. Now we've got some text though. Okay. Who are the form top five fullbacks in the competition so far this season? With the way Kennedy has been playing, surely he is up there. I will say this: last year Dylan Edwards was the most underrated fullback in the game.
1: Oh, he's been fantastic again.
0: Yes, and I think that he has moved himself into no longer underrated, rated and rep- appreciated throughout the the game. I believe Will Kennedy is now the most underrated fullback in the NRL. Really? Yes. Big call. Yes, most underrated. Not the best. but Most underrated. No, no.
1: Yeah. Well, he's doing some great things. Um, yeah, with their backline, isn't he? Just yeah. And he and he's a he's a he's a he's a good he's a willing young fellow, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he doesn't mind getting involved with the hard stuff. Um, not the biggest bloke getting around either, but um, he just he loves he loves being involved. So that's, that's, that's what makes great fullbacks. Yeah. They just want to be involved. Whereas you look at, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're talking a lot about you know, certain teams and, and the players involved, but you look at a, like a, a dufty. Mm. What, last week, what, was it one run at halftime?
0: Yeah, two metres, one run.
1: You know what I mean? Like just, that's, that's just, unfortunately, yeah. like, we, we hate having a go at players here, but that's, that's just not NRL standard.
0: Look, I, my concern with Dufty is he—he he must have been injured. That's the only thing I can think of because there was a play there where it was set up where Josh Jackson uh, drew the a defender and yep. he had Dufty on his inside, and Dufty just didn't run his line. And I, I worry—is that evidence that maybe he's carrying a bunk shoulder or something? Because like you've—you've mm-hmm. you've got to run your line no matter what. If you're getting jammed, you're getting jammed. That's just the way rugby league is. So I—I I think. I'm assuming there must be more going on. Because the problem with Dufty is he was one of their best players this start of right. the season. That's right. And so there there is speculation about contracts, so maybe that's getting to his head. Mm. But I think like obviously as a first grader, you can't well, he's let a it professional. affect you that much. Yeah. Well you're
1: a professional, so yeah. you need to like when you when you run out in the field on the weekend mm. can be you just whatever whatever's happening, you just need to be able to put that aside. Yeah. Now that sounds a little bit cold. Yeah. But but you are paid to go out and perform. Mm. So just whatever's happening outside of footy at that stage, put it aside for 80 minutes. Yeah, Go and do your job as best you can. And then once the game's finished, then go and attend to the, mm. the things that you need to worry about. I mean,
0: you know, obviously everyone deals with things differently, but it's also a good opportunity to get your mind off something that's, you that's know, right. really making yeah. you struggle a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so top five fullbacks, where are we going? Are we going number one still Tedesco? Um, as in form, just oh, purely form. form. Oh wow, tough Normal one. Well, Teddy would still be number one for me, if, you know, with his body of work. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. F- overall, overall body of work with with his involvement, his high involvement every week, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a bloke that might be challenging him is Papenhausen, mate. He's playing so good. He's he's doing some great stuff. Like and it's he, the little things that he's doing, you know. Yeah, in and defense. And, and that's the thing that's he's improved over the last couple of years. I think when he first started, he just he was just. Yeah, you know, he thought he had to be on the end of plays, yeah, um, on the edges and things like that, where he's done a lot of work with Bill Slater and yeah, you know, he's spoke to him about be on the ball. Mm. Like, be avail- be available on as many plays as you can be. Mm. And then particularly his work um, you know, when the storm don't have the ball with oh, his defensive man. talk and um his organization with the defensive line, you know, he's getting to he's getting to, you know, last ditch efforts on the trial line, you mm. know, to hold up players and make um covering tackles. But he's also, he's taken on the kicking duties as well. Yeah. So, you know, he, his involvement is, is is much greater than just, you know, running the football and, and, and things like that. Like, he's, he's, he's goal kicking at the moment. It's outstanding. So you probably have those two up near the top. Yeah. Tommy Turbo's had a bit of an indifferent start to the year, but you'd still have him sort of in the top five, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like who who would you have after that? Well, that's sort of your top three. Yeah. Would you say, well, would you chuck Will Kennedy? Will Kennedy in there? No, I
0: wouldn't put him top five yet. I'd say Dylan Edwards is. is oh, in the Dylan top Ed. five. Edwards. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Yep. Um. Yep. Outside of that, you know, Reese Walsh has been going. Really, I mean, look, the good thing is, there's it chops and changes every year uh, with quality. It chops and changes every week. Yeah. I mean, there's just so <laughs> many good fullbacks. Uh, but uh, Will Kennedy for me is just he's just offering so much in attack that does get appreciated. But just back to Ryan Papenhuis and quickly. I think a lot of fullbacks, if you're on a team, go and watch a fullback in a team that's struggling mm. and then go and watch a fullback like Ryan Pappenhusen. Yep. Little things like, let's say Ryan Pappenhusen gets caught on a short side because he's a marker. Yes. He doesn't just jog back to his position. No. He immediately identifies, I'm on a short side, the wrong side here. I need to get on my bike and go. Mm. Whereas you go and watch some of the teams that are struggling, their fullback will go, oh, man, I made a mistake. I'm on the short side. And they'll just kind of jog.
1: Well, it's... That's effort, yeah. That's effort, yep. And that, and that's taking the easy option. That's what that's what that is, Kempi. Yeah. It's well, I'm over here on this tackle. I don't I don't think I can get on that other side to save the try on yeah. the opposite side of the field in the corner. Mm. Whereas the good fullbacks, as soon as the ball leaves, and it goes the opposite direction to where they've started defending in that tackle, mm. they're on their bike straight away, and, and they are they they pin their ears to get there just 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 in case. They're needed, yeah. So that's what makes it, and and I guess you know Papenhausen is one. Tedesco is the same, but Dylan Edwards, oh. I must say, like this, that's the area of his game where you got to give a huge rap to his work rate is unbelievable. Yeah, I covered the I think it was the first match of the year um, for Penrith out at um, out at Penrith um, Stadium. He played. Th- his first game of the year, he finished with like three hundred and twenty running meters. Yeah, crazy numbers. Like, so he takes a kick return, and then by tackle two or three, he's taken another hit up. Yep. It's just you know, and the work he does off the ball, it's the same. Like with his his uh, kick defense, kick reception, all of that stuff is just, it's just unbelievable. And it's and it's what separates the really really good fullbacks to the to the guys that are just out there just. Yeah, doing their job.
0: Absolutely, we're going to head to a break, and after the break, we're going to have the great Connor Watson on the phone. A- See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and yours truly. We've got the great Connor Watson on the line. What? A- what are you doing, mate?
3: Hello, Dannon How are you, my man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, look, huge win on the weekend. You broke me heart, but I thought you played some of the best footy you've played since you went to the Roosters. How'd you pull up after the big win, mate?
3: Thank you. Yeah, sorry about that one, mate. I know you're a big Broncos man, but <laughs> they were um, they were really good. I thought they started the, the game super well, and um, yeah, really made it tough for us. So um, it was a good win for us. We obviously didn't play our best to start the game, but um, I think we sort of fixed, you know, where where they were coming through us and, and tightened our D up a bit, and then. Um, yeah, we're a bit of Joey Manu brilliance at the end. We were able to come away with a win, which was pretty good.
1: Were you still in ho- holiday mode, Watto? Like you stayed in, you played the Cowboys, had a fantastic game, and then you stayed in Queensland. Were you, were you just sunbaking by the pool and still in a bit of holiday mode to start? They reckon game?
0: they reckon Watson has the best tan in Australia <laughs> right now. Oh, that's
1: what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, look, it was um, it was different just because. Like, down here in Sydney, you know, it was pouring rain. and um, mm. But we had to go up a little bit earlier because they couldn't actually get any fields for us to train on down here. So it was going oh, to be yeah. like... There's a there's a bunch of synthetic fields around Sydney we can use, but if you keep using them too much, they're sort of you no know, good for the feet and the knees. and um, So they were like, we'll get up to Queensland. And then, yeah, we got really lucky with the weather up there. But, um, no, I, I don't know if we... Um, we're still in holiday mode, Smithy, but we just, um, <laughs> just a slow start. Just a yeah. slow start, and I think we probably even started the second half a little bit slower. That's something that we're trying to work on. Is um, yeah, just to start a bit faster in both of those periods and really take it to the other team.
1: Now you me- you mentioned the individual brilliance of Joey Manu. What was it? What's it like playing out there alongside him? What?
3: yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's been a couple of years since I've. Um, being able to do it so me and Joey sort of played together uh, in the 18s the 20s and then you know first grade when I was here at the Roosters before and yeah he's just come along so much um, there was always that individual brilliance but I think just his toughness and like competitiveness really stands out now whenever um, whenever the game's on the line or you know it's really tough he always stands up in those moments so yeah I'm, I'm stoked to be able to play alongside a player like him again it's unbelievable
0: now, yeah, I was going to say, mate, you obviously came through with Joey. What do you think has he's added specifically to his game? Because personally, he's one of the best centers in the world. And this year, I'd say out and out, the best center in the world. What's really developed over the last few years last year since you went to New Year and come back with a guy like Joey?
3: Yeah, like I said, he's always had that individual brilliance. But I think it's just probably his consistency to do it week in, like week out. Um, you know, his last couple of games for us is been ridiculous he's he's on a tear at the moment so yeah I definitely think he's um, consistency and then probably just like maybe a belief in his ability then and like um, I think he just knows now that he can do it over and over again and um, yeah he just does it it's it's pretty cool and you know he come back from a sort of a big face injury last year but hasn't missed the beat so he's definitely got that toughness as well.
1: Now, uh, tell us about your move back to the Roosters, mate. Obviously, you started your career there, went up to Newey. Um, talk to us about your move back to Bondi and and how you, know, you went in your first sort of season back and fitting in with guys like Kiri, Tedesco and uh, Sammy Walker.
3: Yeah, it's been really good. It feels like I'd never left, to be honest, but it, it's also so different at the same time. I think there's a lot of people in the organization still... Well, it's pretty much like all the, you know, the office staff. And um, one thing that they always do here at the Roosters is, you know, everyone's pretty close throughout the whole club. So, you know, all the office staff, um, you know, like the 20s coaches. And so a lot of those people are still the same. The only thing that sort of really changed is, you know, a couple of like the performance coaches and, and definitely some of the players. There's been a big turnover of players. But even with that, like a lot of the guys that I played 20s and 18s, with are the ones that have come through and are sort of, um, you know, all over the first grade squad now. So yeah, I think, um, the, the biggest one sort of was, you know, it's a different spine to the one that was here. Like when I was here last time we had Frendy and PC. So, um, mm-hmm. Kiri was here, but like Teddy wasn't here as well. We had, yeah. um, I think Latrell played a bit of fullback. Mick Gordon played fullback. So, um, yeah, it's Flash. just sort of getting those t- Gordon. Flash yeah, Flash, Gordon, the great, the great man, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: Yeah, I think just getting the combinations with those boys, semi-walker, obviously. And it's just about, you know, being just spending time with them and actually um, getting reps in with them. That's why it was a Mm. bit unfortunate with the preseason this year because I ended up hurting my knee um, just before we sort of had trials and stuff, so I missed, like, that last month of training. So coming into round one, we hadn't, like, actually done that much together. So I feel like that's why, you know, our tack especially sort of our our good ball stuff has been a little bit clunky to start with just because we haven't had all that time as combinations um, to gel. But a lot of clubs have been the same, though, to be honest. Like, everyone had interrupted pre-seasons with COVID and injuries and, you know, all the other stuff that, that goes on with it. But, um, yeah, it's just important for us that while we're building that, we just continue to win games through sort of our effort and defence. And, yeah, that's that's the key.
0: Now, mate, uh, you obviously go down to the Roosters. It seems like you have a very specific role at the Roosters, whereas at the Newey Knights, you know, you might play 13 one week, you might play a bit of six here or nine there. Is that uh, something that you, know, you are trying to, I guess, become the best nine you can be? Is that like a very specific role for you now at the Roosters or what's it like there now uh, role-wise?
3: I'm definitely trying to become the best nine I can be, but I think... Um it sort of happened to be that way just because Veryl's had broke his thumb in preseason. So mm. he was obviously going to miss the start of the year. So he missed the first sort of five weeks. Um, so, you know, that was something that Robbo and I had spoken about was really just nailing that nine position in that first sort of chunk of the year. And then now as Veryl starts to come back, I think that's when you'll probably see a bit more of my, um, utility value used a bit where Mm. um, i'll probably have to play through the middle a bit any injuries i'll be there to cover so um yeah i'm looking forward to sort of playing in the middle again you know there's a freedom about that 13 role which is um which really excites me and i you know i really enjoyed playing that last year but um yeah it's good i'm enjoying it
0: and also you know obviously you know you've uh you've had to fill in at nine. What's it like body weight-wise? Because in the middle, you're going to have to be a bit heavier, I'd assume. Have you had to balance, like, you know, drop, not dropping too much weight or you're pretty good body weight-wise?
3: Yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a challenge, um, to be honest. And then last year, like, when I was knew I was playing 13 at the night, I ended up putting on, like, maybe four or five kilos oh, and I was able geez, to do that. Big boy. I, Trust me, <laughs> mate, I could tell. <laughs> so I weighed, in at, <laughs> I weighed in at 70 instead of 65. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it was up about um, 90, 91 kilos, which is heavy for me. Thank you very much. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, Yeah, I'm sort of back down to around 86-ish this year. I think just with last year, like, I was coming back from the Achilles, so um, I wasn't actually, you know, like, I didn't have a massive preseason on the legs, so I was able to sort of put that weight on and keep it on. But um, just as the year went on last year, I dropped my weight back a bit and I felt like it was, um, I sort of found the right balance between being heavy enough but also being fit and quick enough. So that was when I was sort of about 87, 86. So my goal this year was just to stick around that way. And then, um, yeah, and I definitely felt like in the last couple of weeks, you know, the match fitness has, has come back. And, yeah, I feel strong enough and um, heavy enough to, to play with the big boys in the middle.
1: Now, you mentioned about the preseason and it was yeah, a little bit disrupted through various things. Uh, what hope. The coach, Trent Trent Robinson, he said last week the club's looking to improve – as each month goes goes by. Do you, do you feel like you guys have improved since round one?
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely improved um, since round one. I think one thing that's sort of been there um, has been... Our defence has been pretty good. Although we've had like a few points scored against us, I think that's more tackling, like in sort of some individual tackling stuff, where which we're working on. Um, but as far as like defensive movements and stuff, I feel like... You know our systems and stuff have been have been good. Uh, it's just the sort of attack stuff, like I was saying to you guys before. That's where I feel like it was as well as improving the defense. It's the most important thing here. But um, mm. yeah, actually starting to get our good ball sets on, and you know I feel like our midfield uh, attacks come a long way, especially since sort of the first couple of rounds. Um, mm. And you know that y- and that yardage stuff because we've all the roosters have always been really good. In yardage, but you know the first couple of rounds, I don't think we were there. We were a bit poor, so um, we really focused on that. And I think against the Cowboys, and then you know against the Broncos last week, I thought hey, we really did see our yardage attack up well, but they were just there for you know a fight, and it took a took a lot longer to um, reap the rewards. So um, that's something that we're just going to continue building on. And then so we've just been putting a lot of work in at training on some of our good sets and. Um, yeah n- nailing those so hopefully that comes off soon.
1: Hey how's uh, how's Rosie going? The big Jason Rolsey's he's back so he's good. assistant coach for the roosters now mate. I've heard a little whisper that uh Robbo Trent Robinson he's he's had to knock a couple of uh Rolsey's meetings on the head they just go way too long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that true? He
3: does he does have a few clips Rolsey. <laughs> <laughs> We, we love him, but it's so good. We, um, yeah, He runs, the, he does all the middle stuff and all of our yep. sort of defense. But, yeah, he's awesome. Um, we love him, Rosie. He's such a, such a good character. So even though he does have a 1,000 clips, it's always good fun. Golf and there's always a couple laugh. laughs.
0: Mate, the Warriors this weekend. H- huge game. Warriors are three on the trot. Obviously, for you guys, you want to go back-to-back. Back. What's the, uh, the feeling like going into the Warriors game?
3: Yeah, it's um it's good. Obviously, you know, they've they've been playing pretty good this last month of footy and um I feel like as I was saying before, you know, we've really started to sort of work out our, our style of footy and um we want to keep getting better at that. You know, early in the year it's sort of you don't want to put too much focus on, I guess, other teams and um it's just sort of more about us improving and, and getting better. But, you know, we've done a done a bit of work on their shapes and um sort of know what's coming so yeah, it'll be a big contest for us. They got a, a great forward pack, and they sort of lay down a challenge up front. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a big game for our big boys, and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Mate, you know I absolutely love you, Connor Watson. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, and good luck this weekend, mate.
3: I love you too, mate. Thank you. Thanks, for having <laughs> thanks me. Thanks, Watto. Good good luck, thanks, mate.
0: See you, mate. Good on you. <laughs> there he is, the uh, great Connor Watson. It doesn't get much better than that. It does not get much better than that. Stay with us. After the break, we'll continue previewing the round and also do the Best Hands segment by Schnitz.
1: Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the Schnitzel business.
0: Oh, my favourite time of the episode. Snitties. Get me some snitties in me mouth because they, <laughs> honestly, whenever I see images, when they send us all the, the promo gear, mm-hmm. it just makes me super, super hungry. But we've got uh, the best hand segment, thanks to Snitch. Mm. Now we've got, uh, I'm going to leave you, you, Smithy. You okay. give us your best hands for the weekend.
1: Okay. Uh, as we know, it's a three, two, one 2 one polling. Um, and I'll start, start off with the one point. Did you see the game in Newcastle? I did last weekend. I did horrific conditions. Oh. Um, did you watch the coverage on Nine? Did you see Joey Johns? I didn't You're actually. Very ha- well, no, because he was not happy. <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> he was sidelined. Oh, Joey! I uh, he thought he'd be happy going back to Newcastle. He's, yeah, I mean, hometown, everything. Coaching up there, and they put him out in the wet weather. Didn't like it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I do. I wouldn't like the eighth, it either. The eighth was just he should not have been. Anyway, yeah. uh, one point. Um, Yet, speaking about the horrific conditions, uh, Hamoli Olekowatu, um oh. did you see his trying when he chased that kick? Yeah. In the dying stages of the match? He's Great special. hands for a big man. Yeah. He was, I'll tell you what, he gets one point for the best hands, mm. the schnitz best hands, but... He, he would have – I think he got man of the match.
0: He should have because he think was he did. a beast. No,
1: I think uh, Bill Slater awarded him the man of the match. Oh, really? Um, so, yep, outstanding. Um, so, one point to uh, Hamoli. Did Billy ask if he could play for Queensland? Um, <laughs> I think he did afterwards. It was off air. He fair. said, mate, have you, like, have you been in Queensland ever? <laughs> if so, I think you're eligible. Um, two points to uh, Corey, oh, Corey Oates, the man they call Gary. Hasn't he had a great start to the year? He scored a hattie. Um, which is a hat trick of tries. Yes. Um, but one of those, and I can I, I I was watching this go. Oh, I actually called the game, but I was thinking, why aren't they kicking more? To yes, well, he's, he's eight foot seven, the big horse, and he's playing on Kevin Nagama, who he's he's not the tallest winger in the competition. No, but all. um, anyway, that that was for the the crossfield kick. Um, where he scored off Adam Reynolds. Mm. Adam Reynolds, back to his uh, one of his best games, mm. uh, particularly with his kicking. Um so yeah, Corey Oates, two points, but three points. Eels halfback, Mitch Moses. Um hasn't he matured? Well, just he was very good on the weekend. Yeah. Very good. Um and and just had a hand in every every single positive play for the for the Eels, which, you know, I guess as a as a half, as a seven, mm. You're probably thinking yes he should, but he's been on fire the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Um, and and playing some of his best football. They they just look like they're they're enjoying it. And mm. I know we spoke to Gutho, mm. um, was it last week, week before maybe. Yep. And he spoke about how um, you know, they're just out there enjoying their footy at the moment. Mm. It come off that victory with, you know, the Bryce Cartwright oh, flick pass and all that sort of stuff, and they were just they were they were out there just, you know, playing a bit of yeah, you know, razzle dazzle Bit stuff, of razzle dazzle champagne, but, but but you know that that's the difference when you when you're in a place where you're enjoying yourself, um, you know, things like that happen. Mm. Um, so yeah, three points to to Mitch Moses. That was best hands. Thanks
0: to Schnitzie, uh, Schnitzie. Thanks to Schnitz. Yep. Bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted Schnitz. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and the beak. We've got some we got a thousand texts also. Always remember to text in or call in. one 1170 or text 0457-736-736. But Ethan has texted in. How good was it to see Cole Flanagan?
1: Uh well it's great to see him back. And I thought he, he played well. He yeah. I mean, he did his job. Yep. You know what I mean? And it was always going to be a very tough ask uh, to come back in first. First grade game in quite some time, um, and you're playing against the the reigning premiers, who are the form team of the competition, unbeaten, uh, only team unbeaten in the NRL thus far. And I thought he he held his own. Mm. Like, I thought he actually he, he defended really strongly, yeah, which is you know, a, a good part of his game. Um, but uh, yeah, look, it was hard going, wasn't it? Really, he was yeah. up against it. I, I don't. Think I thought it, they looked better. Well, they were they were better, but as far as the result goes, I don't think anyone really gave them too much chance against Penrith. But no, great text, Ethan. That was just that was a big bomb of a drive up the middle, massive bob. Now, uh,
0: almost a hole in one, if you would. Mm. Now, after the break, we will have Jackson Hastings on the line. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and the Beak. Now, I have uh, one of the great redemption stories on the line. The great Jackson Hastings. How you going, brother?
2: Hey, mate.
0: How you going? Very good. Thanks, mate. Uh, obviously, Kempi, we've got Smithy on the, on the line hey, as Jackson, well. Jackson.
2: How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you?
1: Good. Thank you.
0: Now, uh, obviously, you're back this week, mate. You've been uh, named in the 7 jersey. First of all, how's it been you know, coming back into the N- NRL? It's such a, a great moment for you. I know I spoke to you years ago, uh, and I knew how, I guess, hungry you were to almost have a redemption arc and come back in the NRL. And, and you've done well your games that you have played. How's it been for you being back in the NRL?
2: Yeah, it's been great, mate. Obviously, uh four years away, um, I went over to the UK and I just wanted to reinvent myself not only as a player but as a person and, and ultimately a leader. I felt like I, I had them qualities deep down inside me, but I was obviously showing a completely different side that um sort of got me on the wrong foot and, and got me out of here. But I'm just really excited to be back. Um, obviously not only for the footy, but being around family and friends that I hadn't seen in a long time but I'm really enjoying the footy side of things. Obviously, we're in a tough spot at the moment, so it's a bit weird me saying I'm enjoying it, but I actually am sort of enjoying the challenge of trying to get the team back on track. It's been hard watching the last three weeks on the sideline, not being able to sort of have an impact on the team. I've been in the coach's box, and I've probably been a bit more stressed than, than what I would have liked, but um, <laughs> it's been a great experience to see it from a different side. You know, um, I, I don't know how coaches do it. Oh, I'm sure you two can sort of relate to that, but it's, um, it's more stressful in the box, definitely, than being on the field.
1: Now, Jackson, you, you started your, your first five years of your career in the NRL and you went overseas. What, what did you learn about you know the game and, and how did you improve your game as, as a footy player uh, going over to the Super League?
2: Yeah, so when I first came into first grade, I suppose what got me there was, was running the football and, and playing what I saw and, and just playing a bit mm-hmm. free. I um, always had that sort of... Um, that communication quality and, and leadership to get the team around the park but I was just playing eyes up footy and, and what I saw and, and just enjoying it and when, when I sort of got the halfback role at the Roosters there I become a bit stagnant become a bit of a robot and, and playing in a team with such yeah. quality and superstars I, I sort of just deferred to everyone um, and just gave the ball to, to all the superstars obviously I didn't take the line on and, and I wasn't playing what I was saying so I almost just became a number um, and obviously I yep. wasn't affecting the game in any way shape or form so I was almost just out there just just for the sake of being out there. So going away, I really wanted to get back to to playing how I played as a kid. It it took a lot of conversations. It took a lot of video. It took a lot of hard work to to get a style of play that that really suited me again. And um, ultimately, it took four years. So um, it was a a massive learning curve and and, and something I'm pretty grateful for because I would have just been stuck here doing the same old stuff and, and been stuck in a rot. So... I'm going over there. I just wanted to develop a style of play that suited myself, and and that would hopefully hold up in the NRL. And um, I'm back now, and um, can't wait to sort of implement that on Monday.
1: Now, you now you spent four years over in the Super League. Can you tell all the listeners about like the quality and the standard of that competition, particularly the last two years? You played for a club called Wigan. Now, you played in a grand final and a prelim consecutive years. Can you tell us a little bit about? Yeah the the difference between playing Super League and playing NRL.
2: Yeah, so when I first went over there, um, I didn't know too many of the English players obviously, but then um, being in the Great Britain system and and being able to play alongside some of those guys in test matches, you understand the quality of play that's over there. They probably haven't got the mm. talent pool in terms of depth of what the NRL has. I think that's quite obvious. They've obviously got less teams as well in their in their first-tier competition and I suppose the top six teams to, to seven teams are, are very competitive matches week in, week out, where sometimes when you get to the lower sort of teams, the teams that come up from relegation or the teams that are always hovering above the relegation battle sort of struggle for, for talent depth, not talent sort of individuals, just the more depth of if you get a couple of injuries yeah. to your key players, and uh, they're yeah, certainly going to struggle. But I've, yeah, yeah, the rosters are very skinny. Um, the salary caps in terms of money are completely different too. Like the, the cap over there is tiny compared to what we've got in the NRL. So they, they can't afford mm-hmm. to bring players in on big big money and things like that. But what yeah. I did see um, in my last couple of years is the, the talent that was going over there. I suppose like um, if you look at some of the players that have gone over there in the last couple of years, they're, they're pretty pretty special players. Like I remember I played against Catalan and I was playing against Israel Flair. Like I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's, there's, some, yeah. there's like G.I. went over yeah. there, obviously it didn't end the way that, for G.I., but like you've got these monsters yeah. over there and you're thinking, Jesus, I didn't think they'd ever be able okay. <laughs> to um, Yeah, so I, I suppose the, the clubs at the top end have the luxury of having uh, owners with a bit more cash and, and it's probably a bit more enticing for people to want to go over, but I suppose the main difference is the speed of the game and, and I think the talent pool as well.
0: Mate, now, obviously, really tough time at the Tigers there at the moment. I guess, what's the, what's the chat like internally between the players? What, what are you kind of telling each other? You're aware of the situation, but where's the direction out for you guys, do you think?
2: Yeah, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't hard. It's, it's, a, it's a bit taxing mentally, obviously losing every week. We, we play the game to win, and, and if you say that you don't play the game to win and, and you're okay losing, you're in the wrong sport, I guess. I suppose for us as players, we, we understand that we, we haven't really given ourselves a chance. I mean, I know you don't win game on percentages, but Cam, you've come from a system where obviously you complete really high and, and you kick the corners and, and things like that. And we're doing the complete opposite at the moment. We're completely very low. Um, we're giving away a lot of yardage penalties. So automatically we're on the back foot and inviting teams in our try line. And I suppose as a playing group, that's that's got nothing to do with coaching that's got everything to do with concentration and accountability and, and pride in your own performance and and pride in, in what you're doing on the field, I suppose, like getting the foot behind the ref instead of getting the foot in front, um, playing the ball instead of just being happy to let out and, and maybe get a penalty, I suppose, little things like that where we've mentally got to stay switched on and then ultimately when things go wrong, we've got to defend better, I, I suppose. It's, it's pretty simple um, and it's easier said than done as well. We're playing against, obviously, some very good footy teams, but We've got to be able to handle pressure a bit better and we've got to give ourselves a chance in games. There's no doubt that we believe that we can win sort of every game we go into. And if, and if you didn't believe that, again, you, you're doing the wrong thing. But we've got to give ourselves a chance in games. And, and once we do that and get an even share of the football and get our good players involved in the game, we're going to give ourselves a chance in, in, in most games.
0: Now, Jacko mate, you've been given the seven role this week. Is that specifically because uh, they want you to do that job specifically they want you to kick the corners they want you to try to lead the team around high completion is that the main focus of your role this weekend to be the guy that lays the platform for the team
2: uh yeah yeah kind of i'm gonna definitely play a more traditional halfback role i suppose um my first couple of games brooksy was playing like dominant first receiver and i was playing a lot of the second receiver stuff and, and i was running the ball a lot especially against um especially against Newcastle, and um, I sort of had a free reign to, to not do whatever I want but go from side to side, uh, um, go up short sides and stuff. So this week, I'm definitely going to be more central in the middle of the park, getting the team around, calling all of the shots, um, getting us to points and, and just trying to take control over our sets. And, and that'll hopefully free Brooksy up to, to do what he's best at, and that's run the ball and and take short sides because he's, he's five times quicker than me, so it'll look way better him taking short sides,
1: <laughs> short sides than me
2: anyway. <laughs> my, big, my big backside doesn't get down short sides too fast but um, uh, in, in terms of kicking and stuff like that Brooks is still going to have uh, do a lot of the kicking he's still going to be obviously an integral part of calling the shots and he's not just going to sit back and, and let me do everything but um, I'll definitely take control of the sets especially in good ball and things like that get us around the park and as I said hopefully be that link between give now uh, six and one a chance to do what they do best and that's run the football and and give our outside backs a chance to actually express themselves. I feel like we've we've been a bit slow in getting the ball from the ruck to, to our edges to give ourselves a chance to attack. So, um, hopefully, I can just be that dominant voice that, that gives us a clear direction where we want to go and um, give our players a chance to shine.
1: And knowing uh, Madge Michael Maguire um, as coach, I'm sure you know he's continually looking for ways to to get better and, and working hard at training every day. Jacko, do you feel as though like you know, the harder you work and the the closer a win is. If you get that first win, will it just will it would it relieve so much pressure off off the players' shoulders, off the coaches' shoulders, and then in some ways maybe open some floodgates for you to, to play some you know some some better footy and, and you know bank some wins together.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've, I've I've said this all along, and and I'll say to like the cows come home. Madge gives us every little mm. bit of detail and everything we need during the week to perform at our best and it's up to the 17 players that get chosen every week to go out there and do it mm. a lot of the things mm. that we're doing wrong at the moment aren't aren't coaching they're they're sort of just being switched on at the right times and being mentally there and being mentally present not giving into your body when you get tired and and just things like that but yeah obviously it's pretty deflating we had melbourne um sort of down there and the, the champions yeah. side they are they come back and, and they knock us off at the end so I'd be lying if I said that wasn't sort of mentally deflating and I suppose that carried into the next week when we got touched up by Newcastle. But, I mean, then um, I felt really sorry for the people that were involved in the games against the Warriors where well, we probably should have won that. and uh, We all know what happened on the Gold Coast as well. So we've had our chances to win games, which is probably more disappointing than, than not being in any game at all, if you know what I mean, because we weren't that far away in those in those matchups, and I feel like if we'd won one of the two of them, as you said, the floodgates may have opened. And we just want to get one, and if we get one, we'll get two. So, I mean, hopefully, we can yeah. just get a bit of consistency in our play first, and then that'll lead to wins and, and lead to confidence as well.
0: Now, Jacko, you've dealt with, you know, really heavy uh, media scrutiny, and obviously, Brooksy at the moment, uh, you know, he unfairly sometimes, in my opinion, does cop a lot of media scrutiny. Is there any kind of advice, I guess, you've tried to speak to Brooksy about? Obviously, he's an experienced campaigner and, and everything like that, but I guess there would be a way to relate to him because you've been through that
2: yourself? Yeah, I think when I first met Brooksy, we we, we looked at each other and smoked because we sort of understand what each other has gone through. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, 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 kind of, we kind of understand... Um, each other on, on that level, which obviously us you know, an instant connection, but what I will say about Brooks, he's, he's an impressive, he's an impressive, sorry character, the way he handles himself the way he goes about his business, he never turns up to train and kicking stones um, he's well aware of sort of everything that surrounds him and he still turns up and, and, and busts his ass every week and um, if I can this week take that pressure off him and allow him to flourish, I, I feel like um, hopefully the narrative will turn for Brooks here because he doesn't deserve a lot of the stuff that he tops. As you said, he's been mm. he's been the halfback for nine years and um, he's been asked to call the shots with, with not too much help e- every year. You know, he's had years where he's obviously had Benji and, and people like that that have been able to take the pressure off him and he, he's won M halfback of the year with Benji. So, I mean, hopefully I can just be that stable voice next to him that can allow him to get into his best form and, and get back to that form of winning Dallium halfbacks or five-eighths of the year and, mm. and allowing him to be that superstar in our team that we need him to be. And, yeah you know, uh, it's very unfair and unwarranted the criticism that he cost, uh, sorry gets sorry, because, as you boys know, there's 17 blokes on the field that have to go out there and perform. I know the the position he plays and, and stuff is going to get more scrutiny, but we certainly can't be looking at one guy. This is a team game, and, and we need to help Brooksy out as well. So, yeah, I, I just sort of be a soundboard for him if he ever needed mm. any um to talk to anyone or anything like that, I'm I'm obviously going to be there for him. But uh, he's a grown man and, and he handles himself very well. So um it's pretty cool to be his teammate to see how resilient he is and, and how passionate he is about the club as well.
1: Now mate, one more before you go and we thank you for being so generous with your time this morning. Um Parramatta this week, Easter Monday. Hopefully yep. the boys don't get too many don't get stuck into the chockies on Sunday, but uh, they're they're in pretty good form at the moment. What 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 are the what's the plans for the team this week against Para?
2: Yeah, no, very good team. Obviously, um, they've been a good uh, been a good team for a while now. Both their halves are in great form. They've got a very big, strong forward pack and outside back. So I pretty much just named every position there. So the whole team's in in very good form. So for us, it's just all about us, really. I know that sounds very simple, and um, everyone says the same thing, but like what we sort of touched on earlier in in the show we have just got to complete kick high kick long and give ourselves a chance in the game if we're going to give paraleg ups ups, they're, they're too good of a side to to be defending our line the the whole time they they score tries at will at the moment so i mean our edge defense and and stuff has to be on as well but um we need to just do to them what they do to other teams they kick really well they're aggressive with their d and they don't give chance, uh they don't give opposition chances to sort of get out of their own end and attack their line too so we can replicate that to them, we'll give ourselves a chance. But in saying that, it's going to be obviously easier said than done. Um Easter Monday is always a great clash. I've watched it on TV for years and just really looking forward to obviously being back out there from suspension and, and being involved in the game. Um, we have a bit on the line. We're trying to avoid 0-6 and, and, and they're trying to go towards the top of the ladder too. So um, everything to play for for us and hopefully we can turn up and give our fans something to be happy and excited about and, and play a good bit of footy and, and hopefully get the result.
0: Mate, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it, and uh, good luck on the
1: weekend.
2: Nah, appreciate it, guys. Good Thanks luck, having me on. Good on you, mate. Thanks, mate.
0: Appreciate it. See you, guys. Thanks, mate. Look, that how, was how legend. Who was that? Legend. Absolutely. And, and,
1: and owned it, too. Like The yeah. best thing about that was uh, there's a player involved in the team at the moment that are struggling. They, mm. they haven't got a win this year, and just said, look, it's up to us. Mm. It's not the coach's fault. Yeah. He's doing everything he can to get us pre- well prepared for the weekend. We just He can't control you know, small effort areas and, and decisions we make on the field. It's up to us to turn things around. Mm. Good on him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So mature. He's matured so much over the years. I'm, I'm stoked for him to be back in the NRL. Now, we've got a phone call here from Dane in Brisbane. dane Hey, guys. How
4: are you?
1: Going good yourself?
4: Yeah, good, mate. Good. It's good to hear your voice, Smithy. It's good to hear your voice.
1: Good on you, mate. Um, what about the beak? I do you just, like the
4: yeah, beak? Bloody
0: hell, mate. Yeah. Oh, sorry, oh sweet. You were, you were I'll gummy. just leave the My room.
4: What do you mean leave the room, sorry. mate, or what? Sorry, Beek. My question uh, is more aimed towards <laughs> you because I've, yeah. I've heard you say a few times. Um, with, I just asking about the wrestle crackdown that apparently PVL was talking about last week. And I've mm. heard Denon talk about it on the Dirty Merger podcast and a few other shows that, that, um, that he spends his time on. But um, yes. was there an actual problem? Like, is there a reason we're we're diving into these things? Like, the underlying question is, I guess, does the game need to listen more to the to the average punter? Because no one knows rugby league like like the fans. So,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, is that for Smithy or is that for me? Oh, for you, well, I'll start with you, B, because I
4: left you out in the start. But yeah, then we'll go okay. to Smith.
0: Mate, look, to be honest, I think that we need to take our hands off the game. Like, mm. just yeah. just stop. 100%. Uh, there's been, like, are we not already seeing the issues with the captain's call? We're thinking about bringing in new rules to, to sort the captain's rule loopholes out. Mm. I think let's just take our hands off the game, allow it to play out its natural course, and then once we have a good sample size of evidence going, okay, here are the trends, here are the concerns. For example, the, the six again rule – That was after years and years of evidence that the wrestle really was hurting the product. Mm. Whereas at the moment we have no, we've only got five games or so, and we're already talking about we need to change this or change that. I think hands off the game, mate, and let it uh, play out itself. What do you reckon, Spinning? Yeah,
1: well, considering considering the amount of changes, uh, Dane, across the last couple of seasons, mate. If if you agree with that, like there's been so many rule changes and variations to the to the match, and you know, like there was a season there where people were just like like fans were like, man, I'm turning the game off because it's just so unenjoyable. Yeah. Mm. It's just unenjoyable. Yeah, you can't watch like,
4: it. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of knee-jerk reactions too. Like there'd be something minor mm. happen and then the next week we've got a large change to the whole fabric of sort of rugby league to try mm. and to compensate for these little, little tiny things in our That's game right. where... If we hadn't have made an initial change to start with, that problem doesn't arise. You know what I
1: mean? Exactly, mate. And and the thing with it is, yeah. is you you make you make a change anywhere anywhere in life, not just in a, in a game of mm. football or any sport. You make any changes, there there'll be results positive and results negative somewhere. Yeah, somewhere yeah, in absolutely. and around that decision. Yeah. So uh, you know, 100%. before they made all these changes, and and you know th- these people sit in positions that know a lot more information about what we do, but um, I, I just, I don't know what was wrong with the game prior to say 2020 yeah. when all of these changes yeah. started coming out. I, mm. I thought, it, I thought the game had never been better to be mm. fair. Yeah. It's interesting. I agree. We, the, I agree. The, the, as, as
0: administration, you know, my, in my opinion, you don't want to be reactionary. You want to have yeah. a very core cool set of values that you are guided by and you don't allow outside noise to change your direction on those. Uh, like let's, if, if, Blandy sits down and goes, okay, we've got a five-year plan. This is the plan regardless. Let's stick to that plan and then make decisions after the certain amount of period has um, finished. At the moment, it kind of does feel like, as you said, very knee-jerk where we're sitting here going, oh, okay, there's, there's a bit of wrestle here. Uh, we may as well change this and then change that. And the ripple effect, it, it really it pops up in areas of the game you wouldn't even expect it to. So totally agree. Oh, I mean, if you do feel that it shouldn't be changes, I think we need to take our hands off the game and just go forward and enjoy it. Yep. Great call, Dano. That's a great question. That's a great question. I think he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, Dano's he's gone. gone. The great right Dano from Brisbane. Thanks for the call, mate. Really do appreciate it, and also appreciate you listening to the the Bloke in a Bar, Dirty Merger podcast. Yeah, and he's all over it. Mate, he's all over it. Absolute legend. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, we are going to head to a break. We're going to head to a break, but after the break, uh, we will be breaking down which young players are climbing the Bailey ladder. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time for a new segment called Bailey Ladders. Works I trusted, works I trusted for over sixty years. Let's break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey ladders. Who have you got, Smithy?
1: Uh, mate, I've got um, these these young players. They're just unbelievable, aren't what? they? They just come in and they just got no fear. Mm. Um, some of the some of the the performances across the weekend. Just crazy, but um, going back to one of your favourites, Katoni Stags, the big fella, Bounce back. How good was he? Oh. Was 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 well below par mm. um, uh, the week before um, against the, the the Warriors, and you know come up with a, a fair few errors and just wasn't on his game. But against the Roosters, wow, oh. he just gave, he gi- he gave Paul Momorovsky nightmares. Nightmares. I think he had about fourteen tackle breaks against him. Paul, it's Mommers, incredible. And I... Momors
0: is a good player. He's his uh face his
1: uh <laughs> handprint is still in his chest <laughs> it's just still in the sternum yeah, mate surely uh, Poor um, bloke. so he he had a uh, just an unbelievable match he's, he's still 23
0: i know really young oh, goodness um consistency now for him it's yeah that's right
1: yeah no but he finished with one try 195 running meters two line breaks one line break assist 14 tackle brush sorry wow. i said 15 14 wow. it was so he gets my one point um Hamoli um Again, you know, we, we we spoke about him earlier, but he, he uh, his match was one try, hundred and thirty meters, three tackle bus, one line thirty and thirty three tackles on top of, yep. and I think no misses as well. That's uh, that's a fair effort yes. in in those conditions, oh, um, right. very very ordinary and slippery conditions. Um, but uh, the 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 man that gets three points um, this week is uh, Kean Koloa Matangi. one try. 160 metres, one line break, four tackle breaks, and 30 tackles now. That's what you call contribution.
0: Oh, mate. He is just going leaps and bounds. Every, every mm. year or every game, what I love about Keon, and I think uh, Demetrio deserves a rap with this, is yes. that he continues to improve and mature each round. Sometimes mm-hmm. players like that with you know, their big, wide-running forwards... Sometimes they can have a tendency to wrestle their laurels and just be like, "Yeah, I mean, if I want to, I can break a few tackles." Whereas I feel like Keon is really rounding out his game extremely well. Same with Atu. I think Olakouatu has been one of the best back rows in the comp this season. Mm. Do you yeah. think Manly would struggle to keep him with the money that he'd be demanding? He's a big, big boy on the edge there.
1: Um, well, if he if he continues playing the way he is, Kempi, it, mm. it it will be a struggle. Yeah, and, and that's that's I guess that's the design of the salary cap Mm. is to try and spread the talent across the competition. So, yeah, you see year on year, these young players just burst onto the scene and come up with, you know, really, really strong performances. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden their price tag blows yeah. blows it gets blown out of the water. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's the challenge. And and really, it comes down to the player. Are they chasing money straight away or do they want to build something special at the club that they're at, which mm. gave them their opportunity? Um, we'll see. But yeah, he's certainly a, a very good talent. That was thanks to Bailey Ladders, bringing safety
0: and efficiency to the work side for over 60 years. That's 60 years of safety. After the break, we'll begin our Round 6 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with myself and Cameron Smith. We have a caller from Sunshine Coast. Matty, you there, mate?
1: How you going, Matt?
3: Yeah, good. So I've heard uh, Kempi talk about this with uh, the Guarino and on the Dirty Murder podcast, so I'd love to get your thoughts, Smithy. Um, yes. Diehard Parramatta fan, obviously haven't seen too many years of success over my 18 years of existence. I know um, <laughs> next year we'll a <laughs> few be pieces in Reed Marnie, Papali'i, near Corrie. So, do you think this is our mm. year to win a premiership, or um, do you reckon we'll float sort of back down the bottom after this year? What do you reckon?
1: Oh well, Maddie, it's a good question, but it all it all depends on how they turn up after Origin, I guess, after that sort of mid-season mm. uh, rep period, oh. and it's it's the it's the time of year where they've really struggled in over the last few, where they've they've started like the last several seasons they've started as premiership contenders haven't they yeah a lot of a lot yeah, of the, I love, you know, love watching
4: it experts <laughs> yeah i was going to say it's not
1: great watching it as a as a Parramatta fan they sort of implode at the end of the year but you know i'd like to think that some at some point in some year they they just it's they're going to work it out mm. and they're going to yeah. have a look at you know ways to 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 change um i i guess the, the, the past and and the what what they've consistently done mm. you know, post that origin period, where they've just struggled, they've gone away from the things that work for them yeah. at the start of the at the start of the year. Kempi, mm. they did. It's like they come out come out in the second half of the year and play c- totally different football. Mm. Um, mm. So you know, if they're playing, if they if they continue mm. to play well, Maddie, like they are right now, where they're playing confidently, they're playing with a lot of enjoyment, then. I, I think there's no doubt they're contenders. They have to be because yeah. they're, they're a quality oh, sure. outfit. Sure, they've got a they've got a good they've got a good coach. Um, and you mentioned about you know some players moving on and and whatnot. And I think you you've sort of pinpointed how do you cover the loss of Reed Marnie. Well, Josh Hodson has been signed uh, mm-hmm. by Parramatta, and I know he's he suffered a serious ACL injury uh, this year, but he'll be ready to go. I'd like to think by round one next year, and and maybe a change for him from. From being down in Canberra and, and playing at the Raiders now for you know the best part of the last sort of ten years, that, mm-hmm. that might be a good change for him. And and I I think yeah he's a quality player. You know not so long ago people were talking about Josh Hodgson as, as one of the best dummy halves in the competition. They were. Mm-hmm. They absolutely were.
0: Uh, also just a yeah, uh, inference of. Yeah, that's right. I, he did come out and say, "I think I was a bit wrong there." So, uh, Smithy, mate, I never said that, mate. I never ever said that. I would never oh, do that to you, but you always need the best the to me, line, <laughs>
1: um,
0: Just quickly, on you know, I guess you're kind of implying too, with Para, if you lose guys like Marnie, uh, you know, Papali'i, will you go back to the old days, or or closer to the old days, or of, of the years, or the last ten years? I actually think Parramatta Eels are a good, solid club now with good, solid systems. We've seen over the last few contract negotiations, yes, they did lose uh, Reid Marney, but they've actually managed to hold and keep a lot of their key players, and they've done it in a systematic way, and they've stuck to their guns regardless of the pressure. So I actually think Para are in a, in a really good space going forward, but I do believe this year they are a premiership threat, absolutely.
3: Yeah, so :'d Love to hear it, boys.
1: Good on you, Matty. Enjoy, enjoy the back half of the season, mate. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. There we go. Thanks, mate.
0: There we go. The Eels. Mm. Red hot, red hot. Now, let's get into a uh, preview. Yeah, let's Cowboys. Uh, sorry. Canberra versus the Cowboys yep. tonight. Xavier Savage has been added to the bench for his first game of the season with Frawley dropping out. Mm-hmm. Cohen Hess uh, has been named to return. And Connolly uh, Lemilu. Lemilu. Apologies if I'm getting that wrong. Is the other non-named on the bench? Thoughts on this game, Smithy?
1: Yeah, well, um, they they've been a little bit up and down. Both teams, haven't they? Mm. They've 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 showed they've showed us that they can play some good footy, but then they've played some average footy. And I think that was that was the question uh, that um, Todd Payton posed to his team was that you know he's just disappointed with some of the efforts that they made um across last weekend they went down in golden point of course to the warriors and and really should have had that game wrapped up they had a really mm. handy lead um but allowed in some some pretty soft tries i guess from nrl standard mm. um and so i think the the you know the, the challenge that he's put to his team is that they they need to play matches out they need to play the full 80 minutes and i know i talk about that a lot but it's just it's it's such a key ingredient to winning football games in the NRL. Yeah. You know, you, you can't just get out to a handy lead and then put the cue in the rack and think, well, we've got this from here because as soon as you do that, the, the oppositions that you, you don't need to give opposition teams too much opportunity for, you know, for a sniff or just, just for them to see any sort of chance of, of, of bridging that gap back. And, and the Warriors were good enough to do that. As we said, they've won three in a row mm. now, so they're going okay. Um, but for Canberra, they, they showed some good signs against Melbourne. Um, I'm not sure whether Melbourne took the foot off the pedal um, mm. at the end of the match. Yeah. But um, yeah, they were they were sort of in the hunt early. But you know, the class of Melbourne just there was it was too much for the Raiders. They're a strange outfit Raiders for me. Yeah, I, don't know, I can't like, get
0: I I can't get a pulse. Looking
1: on them. <laughs> looking at their lineup and, and the players involved there, they just they should be doing much better than what they are at the moment. I don't know, they just can't get they just can't seem to get it right Yeah, at, at
0: times. It's interesting. You know, I think uh, it it has to be said they have had a bit of uh, upheaval in their halves over the last few years. Obviously, they move Caesar on after that grand final. Yep. Williams comes. He moves on. Hmm. I think the loss of Bateman has really... Yeah, well, we spoke about yeah. that last week, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And even this year, you know, they bring Fogarty down. He gets injured first round, essentially, or first two rounds. Schneider, who I think has been really good, yep. but it still takes time to build these combinations. Yep. I think they've also... I, I, the, the concern I have with the Raiders is, is that in key positions is where they've had the upheaval, yep. whereas their forward pack in that, and mm. even their outside backs, it's been quite... I know they've had some new players come in, but they've all the rookies have been slowly blooded, whereas yeah. when you have guys like Hodgson going down with an ACL and then Starling coming in, but you start with Frawley, it's very hard to build combinations yeah. there.
1: Yeah,
0: And, and, and it's you know, through no fault of Raiders, you know... Mm you can't help get injured with injuries. Yeah. Um, but the Raiders, yeah, very interesting. The Cowboys for me, they really, really need to, this is a massive statement game for them because mm. they're currently sitting on the edge. Well, they are eighth. If they lose, I'm pretty sure they drop out of the eight. And all of a sudden they go from a team where we're going, wow, Cowboys were really impressive to uh, Okay. Here it's we go. It's the Cowboys again from last year. So I actually think this game's going to be an absolute cracking match. Uh, with both teams desperate. You know, Raiders obviously losing to Storm last week. Then you've got the Cowboys losing to the Warriors. I think I agree with you. I think the Cowboys will be filthy with that loss. Yep. Um, because it was the way they lost it. It wasn't the actual loss in itself. It was the the tries where, similar to the Broncos, they switched off for a second. Yes. And it cost them the game. Yes. Um. So, look, cracking match. I think because it's at home, I'm going to go with the Raiders, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think so. I, I, think, I think home field advantage may get the Raiders home in this one.
0: Absolutely. Now, we've got uh, South versus the Bulldogs. Good now, Friday match. Good Friday match. I actually think... Oh, don't tell me. I've got a vibe here. <laughs> this is pure vibe and vibe alone.
1: Don't tell me. I don't know what the feeling is. I think the Bulldogs might take it to them. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, well, I agree with you. I think mm. they'll take it to them, but I just feel Rabbitohs will be uh, They'll be too strong. Mm. Um, Blake Taff, he he goes back to fullback. Yep. Um, and... Oh, well, you know they just Cole Flanagan. He he keeps his spot at seven. Um, you know I, I think he can only be better for the run last week as well. Yeah. Um, so you know I, I guess it depends what South Sydney team turns up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so true. You know what I mean? Like there's been there's been a a, a couple of um, incidents uh, or instances, sorry, this year where you see a, a South Sydney side turn up like they did against the Roosters. And absolutely blow them off the park, and then you see a Rabbitohs side turn up like they did against the Broncos, mm. and just weren't ever in the match. Or uh, and the Storm as well. Mm. I know they took that game to Golden Point, but they what? they were they were not good for 70 minutes of that match. Mm. So depending on what South Sydney side turns up, I think will determine what type of match we get here.
0: Well, I just want to I want to give you the stats. So obviously they play the Cowboys round one, they get the win. They play the Broncos round two, and it's an extremely close match. They lose by six points. It could have gone either way. This is the doggies? This is the doggies, yeah. And then in round three, they play Manly, lose by a single point. Yes. And this is when Manly started to bounce back. Yep. And obviously, they play the Storm, massive loss. Panthers, massive loss. So I actually think the last two weeks, you know, they're against the two best sides in the comp. Yep. And so I don't think they're as far away of where they are. Because
1: when they're playing teams that – could hover around the edge of the eight mm-hmm. they really take it to them well they were and and up until that point where they played melbourne i think they entered that match against the storm kempy as 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 the best defensive team in the comp as yeah. far as points scored mm. or tries conceded mm. so they weren't doing that bad defensively they just yeah. they just weren't scoring points to, to, yep. to, to back up their defensive efforts that's yeah.
0: all and and look the Rabbitos, because they're so some days they rock up. Mm. When you go back and look at the Rabbitohs' uh, results, they essentially, in most games, complete around seventy percent. Yeah. The game where they completed up around eighty percent, they won Roosters. it. Roosters against the Roosters, mm. they won it, and they won it well, uh, in my opinion. So, yep. If the Rabbitohs rock up and complete around seventy percent, sixty-five percent, yeah, I think the Bulldogs might chip
1: them. Yep. I really do. Yeah, no, the, I think they can. They can certainly challenge them. There's no doubt about that. I just, I just think if. If the Rabbits turn up and they're in that mood oh, yeah, then where where Cook and Walker uh in particular, Cam Murray, those guys uh, uh they're up and about and that left edge of theirs that mm. just absolutely tear teams apart. It looks like they're in a training session, yeah, at some time at some stages of games when they're scoring points and, and making line breaks down that left hand side. If they turn up in that mood, it, it may be a long day for for Canterbury, but you know, As you said, you know, there, there's some good signs for Canterbury. If they come out with a, with a really good attitude to their defence and they, they're able to nullify those players, then you know, they're, they're in for a real good shot.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, we are going to head to the break, but after the break, we are going to uh, break down the best moments thanks to bestsheds.com.au. Make sure to call or text in, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself, Dan and Kemp. Time now to look back in the week of sport, and break down the best moments. Thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Massive autumn sale on right now. That is right. Massive autumn sale on right now. All you've got to mm. do is go to www.bestsheds.com.au. Great service and great sheds. But, Smithy, tell me what we got here.
1: Uh, yeah, my moment in sport this week, Kempy, uh, Sean Johnson, mm. uh, back from injury now for a few games. He, he kicked that winning uh, field goal, which he's done plenty of times in his career, Yeah, um, to... Get a, a W for the for the Warriors mm. in Golden Point against uh, the Cowboys, which I thought was great. Like, did you see how he was able to kick it though? Like he uh-huh. they the Cowboys knew it was coming. He mm. was lined up, ready to go, had himself well positioned, and then they sent someone out on kick pressure. He he come off his left foot, evaded them, and then was able to get one away. It was an ugly looking mm. drop kick. It wasn't the uh-huh. pre- It wasn't the prettiest. Disgusting uh, drop kick in history, or or by Sean Johnson's standard, but. Mm. Um, he, it was almost like a spiral. Yeah. Kick like a torpy, a drop kick torpy. All intentional, of course. But, you know, it went, it went over the crossbar and yep. between the uprights, and that counts. So it's one point. So, um, Shawnee Johnson got my vote this week.
0: Mate, Shawnee Johnson. what a uh, Talk about winding back the clock. Some things are just right in seeing Shawnee Johnson in a Warriors jersey. Mm. It just seems right. Yeah. Just seems right.
1: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, who it would have been, and it was probably about seven holes shy of getting my best moment of the week. would have been Cam Smith. Yeah, okay. Winning the, winning the Masters. Cam Smith. Oh, We've we got twelve. Have we they're got any um we are we giving away any prizes with uh with uh with speaking of yeah. golf? No, we do. We um well we got the snitch voucher, obviously, fifty bucks yep. uh at Schnitz. Um but we still got for all those guys texting in, um, for all guys and girls texting in, um we got some we got a Taylor made prize pack, which includes uh, a dozen T P five golf balls um a tour radar hat and a bottle opener so make oh, sure the text keep coming in
0: mate i uh, and get we'll get to those that. we'll get to those texts after the break as well but what, my um
1: mm, what was your moment yeah
0: my moment was the great alexander volkanovsky defending his featherweight title against the korean zombie uh, it was an absolute oh. clinic Really? He should he should have charged for lessons. That's what he should have done. He should have said, mate, you owe me. I'm 75 bucks an hour, mate. I'm a PT. You owe me. 75 an hour? Yeah, well, I that's mean, cheap, look, isn't it? Mate, he's he's one of the boys. He's a, he's just uh, a knockabout <laughs> bloke, Vox. He's not going to ask too much. 75 an hour? Um, I'll tell you what, anything more than that. He's joking. He's kidding himself. Fair enough. I'm not taking anything more than that. Anyway, uh, Volkanovski. <laughs> incredible. Absolutely incredible. He has shown why he is one of the best pound for – think about getting your headspace around this. Mm. You are one of the best pound for pound violent men in the world. Fighters, yep. Like Think about that. In the whole world, when it comes to – like boxing is boxing. It's kind of like there's only one way. This is everything. This is everything, MMA. It's
1: it's do your best.
0: You're essentially one of the most violently capable men in the world, or Mm. women, when the women obviously fight. Mm. That's incredible. That's incredible. And Volkanovsky, obviously one of them. Mate, crazy. He's uh he's incredible, and he's, he's a, um absolute legend of a bloke. I met him years and years ago before he we went to the UFC. Yeah, right. He was living with his parents, couldn't afford to get his own house because he was oh, struggling. mate, good on him. And now he's a world champion, and I tell you what, he's exactly the same bloke as he was five years ago. So yeah. I love that. Massive autumn sale on right now at Best Sheds. 100% Australian-owned and manufactured. Just go to bestsheds.com.au. After the break, we'll wrap up the second hour of the show. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. Now we have a caller from Brookvale. Uh, Connor, are you there, mate?
5: Yeah. G'day, guys. How you going? Hey, Connor. Um, mate, I'm a, I'm a massive Manly fan. Um, and uh, I was just wondering what your opinion is here. Um, Kieran Foran, for me, has been one of the best buyers, probably since Jamie Lyon came to the club in 2007. Um, I think Foran... To me, he, he's not that sort of star player that he was, but he brings a lot of um, calmness to the side and, and a lot of composure that I think Manley lacked before that. And I think we always talk about Tom Trevojevic and Daly Cherry Evans. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think they can do those things without Foran being in that side. I just think he brings a lot of um, uh, maturity in their, in their attack. And, and, yeah, he's just that calm, calm sort of player in the side, I feel.
0: Mate, I totally agree. I think Kieran Foran, uh, when you play your best, Foran is getting his hands on the ball more. I think sometimes with DCE, you know, he's an absolute competitor and he's in fantastic form. But I do believe sometimes he he overplays his hand a little bit and, and to get more, he may sometimes need to take a little bit of a step back and allow Foran to do his thing. I remember a couple of weeks ago, you didn't very regularly attack down the left edge uh, usually, but at the start of the game, Foran had his hands on the ball all of the first half, and you guys were absolutely dominant with, dominant with Foran and Tommy down the left edge. So I actually think the, the way to victory for Manly Seagulls and to be a premiership threat is if uh, DCE allows Foz to kind of get into the game and, and do his thing, uh, which I think he is doing lately. So yeah. I, I totally agree. I think Foz has been great.
1: Well, the last two weeks particularly, I think you've seen um, more input from um, Foreign. Yeah, you know, and and the way that they've played has has allowed him to to um, have a bit more time with the ball in his hands and mm. um, create a lot more down his edge. I just think Cherry Evans is in a bit of a patch at the moment where he's found a bit of a groove. What about his kicking? Oh, just yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like he's just he's found that little purple patch, and yeah. I know it's only been two games, but they've been fairly you know important matches for him to play really well in, mm. particularly last week against the Knights at home in. You know, ordinary conditions. I thought he played extremely well. So, um, yeah, their their team as a whole at the moment, without Tom, there they'd they'd be the better they play, or the longer this run goes without Tom, um, it would build so much confidence for them um, in the for the back end of the year.
0: Well, I actually got some stats for you. So since the so round four rounds at the start of last year, they mm-hmm. struggled without Tommy. Yep. But since then, without Tommy, they've gone win, loss, win, win, win. So I actually think that Manly have proven they are a top eight side without Tommy. Now, mm. are they a premiership threat? Probably not, but they yep. are definitely a top eight side. What do you reckon about that, Connor?
5: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And the thing is, uh, you know, I've got no doubt that Josh Schuster will be the future five eight for Manly down the track. But if I'm Josh Schuster, Josh um, I'm, I'm, staying, I'm staying and playing anywhere in the team um, and just learning off Kieran. Like I think mm. if Kieran can stay at Manly for, for another year or two, I think that's really going to, um, you know, really be a good thing for Josh Schuster's career moving forward. I think you can tell in the game, I, I can see Kieran Foran looking at Josh Schuster and
0: talking to him consistently.
5: And I think it's just a really good education for a young Josh Schuster to learn from, from a premiership mm. winner at the club.
0: Mm. Absolutely. And the good thing for Schuster is that it's not like he's playing on the wing... And you barely get paid any money he 's a wide running forward that 's really good was on the fringes of getting a first an uh, an origin shot, so it 's not like like a wide running forward they get solid contracts, so it, it's the money to go elsewhere won 't be so dramatically uh, above what he is on now to just yeah, I agree, bide his time, learn off a great like foreign, and uh become an incredible six because schuster i mean mm. he could be anything he wants to be at the six roll
1: mm.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your time, guys. I appreciate it. Good on you, Connor. Yep, thanks, morning, mate. That's a good, it. Se-
1: good segue, though, Kempe. Yes, uh, to lead us into the manly seagulls. That was, a, that was a, great it, a, call, yeah. a great drive of a, yeah, a great drive of course. Yeah, drove it straight up the middle of the fairway. Straight up the middle thanks of TaylorMade TP fives. Get amongst it. Best ball in golf. TaylorMade, um, the best in the business. They are. They are. I use them. They're great. Um, still no hole in one though. Still no hole. Can't get one. I tell you what. If I ever. Is it luck? Is it's it got be luck? Mate,
0: I think because oh, um, every golf is bad aiming. at sport, bro.
1: Every golfer when they get on the golf course, they're aiming. For, they're aiming for the hole. I just think you're bad at sport. Okay, no offence. I, I think I might just. Be, I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm no good at golf. I need every every bit of help I can get. But uh, mate, Manly take on Gold Coast Titans, five thirty this Saturday afternoon, Four Pines Park. What are you What are you thinking here,
0: mate? It's uh, it's a great clash. It's a great clash. I think with Manly, uh, it's another another week to continue to build on what they're doing. I thought their last week's performance was one of their best performances in the last two years because Mm -hmm. back's against the wall. Mm -hmm. They go up to Newcastle. It's torrential rain. Newcastle have been playing really, really good footy. Mm -hmm. They had every reason to pack it in, and they go and put on a score like that. I thought it was uh, it'll do an absolute world of good for their confidence, yep. and the key for Manly now is to continue to build on that. You know, you look at the things you did well. Let's let's take that to the next level now going forward.
1: Yep, Toletow, uh Cola, he's back from a calf injury. Morgan Harper, COVID, the he's Harps. out. The Harps, who's he's, he's been playing well. Uh, Morgan Harper. He, uh, he he scored a lovely try on the weekend off mm. a DCE kick.
0: Definitely bounced back. He struggled the first
1: couple of rounds. Yeah. He's definitely bounced back. Yeah, but um, that's the only change there. Well the, well, the only team news we know of from Manly. Uh, for the Titans, Brian Kelly. Uh, he's back in the centers. Philip Sami, So
0: underrated, Kelly. Yeah. Beast.
1: Big, strong player. Oh. Um, loved the way he plays. Very physical. Uh, Philip Sami, he's back to the wing. Uh, and Tomo, Corey Thompson, he drops out. You know, of of the 17. You
0: know what I think, you know, I love Corey Thompson. Mm. And I think that this is such a good sign of where the Titans are that they can afford to drop a guy like Corey Thompson. That he's not
1: in their best 17. He's
0: not in their best 17. Mm. When I would argue... If he's he, a good player, mate. Exactly. If he doesn't get injured, I think he played, may's, mm. makes his origin debut last year for Queensland. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know? That's, that's a fair call. And, yeah. and so
0: for them to be in a state where he is not in their starting 17. Yep. Like, the Titans haven't been in this position in years. Like, no. you know, they had the great Don there, racking up a few tries. Yes. The, you know, the other wing was, you know, it would change pretty much every year, the centres, whereas they're really getting a solid foundation of mm. players that are top, top-tier players.
1: Yeah, and this is why at the start of the year, I said that this mm. this team, um, I had them in my top six. Mm. Not just in the top eight, but the top six. Yeah. Um, But they've... I think a couple of matches they've underperformed. Do you know oh, they? I
0: do you know they? Every game they haven't lost by more than a try. Really? Yeah. Which is like I know they've had high scores, but when I see that, I'm like, you know what? At least they're getting the fight part right.
1: Yeah. Well, that was their, what Was that round one against Para? There was just no defence in that game. Oh wow! That was touch <laughs> footy. That was touch footy. Not one player brought their shoulders that game. No.
0: Nah, I mean, I never brought my shoulders.
1: <laughs> just,
0: that's, they don't call me Snake for no reason.
1: I've got Snake shoulders.
0: Jeez. Nothing wrong with Thanks, that. Thanks, Dad. Never look at me. <laughs> um, um, how do you see this playing out? Yeah,
1: look, I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm a big fan of the Titans, but I think the form that Manly are in right now, mm. uh, and returning back home to Four Pines, I think they'll, they'll be too strong. Yeah, I, I just think they'll be too strong for a travelling Gold Coast Titans side. Um, and we spoke about the results of late without Tommy, um, Ruben Garrick. For me, like. Just going back to fullback, I, I think he's been really good. He, he's a guy, that, the best thing about his game is that he hasn't gone back there thinking, I've got to be Tommy Turbo. Yeah. I don't, I, I have to be Tom Trubovic. No, well, he doesn't play that way. He, yeah. he plays his own style of footy, which is which is a solid game of footy uh, as a number one. Mm. He's fit as, he doesn't mind carrying the footy, pretty safe under the high ball, and um, he just, he always presents himself around the ball.
0: What I love about Garrick is he's the kind of player that you keep at your club for 10 years. Because they, mm.
1: you know, how often,
0: I, I think goal kickers often get underappreciated. And it yeah. seems like such an obvious thing. Going up by six is better than going up by four. Mm. But we, we've seen many games where they've missed three conversions. Yeah. And they're only up, what, 12 yep. instead of 18 or whatever. yep, And Garrick is... A hard worker gets through a bunch of work, mm. not many errors, mm. strong body, any kicks, and I think that sometimes he doesn't get appreciated enough for how good he, re- how good, of how solid a job he does.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, mate. He's he is a rock solid player that is consistent and you can rely on every week. Yes, to get out there and, and do his job. And and talking about goal and he's been on fire. Yes, not only this year. Look at last year, he scored some. Was it three hundred and forty points? Yeah, incredible. Now he scored a ton of tries. I think hit himself Saab. And, and Tom, they scored mm. like, was it like 68 tries between yeah, them? 20 plus each. Something. Something like that. It was ridiculous. But he scored like 23, 24 tries. But he he, he was kicking goals from all over last mm. year. Um. So, yeah, uh, big fan of his. He's playing really good footy. And, yeah, I just think at home, they'll be too strong for the Titans.
0: Now, Penrith Pants versus Brisbane Broncos. This is actually uh, the earlier – oh, sorry. This is the later yes. game.
1: No, it's the Friday. It's a Friday. It's Friday. Oh, this,
0: okay, the Saturday. Yep. So this is a Friday game. Apologies. Yep. Uh, Penny Panthers versus Brisbane Broncos. Mm. Uh, huge task for the Brisbane Broncos because Payne Hass is out. Yep. Uh, he'll serve his suspension. What, what? What do you? You know, let's say you haven't really captained a side that struggled the way the Broncos have. But let's mm. say you were captain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What would you be saying to those boys going into this game?
1: I'd, I'd be saying to the team, we need to replicate the the start in particular but but let's take the same attitude and mindset into the game as what we took into the game against the roosters mm. very different opposition for you know for several different reasons um, one being reigning premiers unbeaten probably in you know the best form of the competition um, out of any side uh, but I, I just say look to give ourselves the best chances of being in this game we need to start high energy, we need to start fast, mm. and we need to bring a physical... We need to take a physical attitude into this match. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if you don't, they Penrith will absolutely eat you up. You know what I'd be doing
0: if I'm the Broncos? You know, we, you lose Payne Haas, so you're basically almost guaranteeing you're not going to be able to bend the line. Mm. You know, the amount of sets that he changes momentum of because he bends the line. Yeah. If I'm the Broncos, I'm kicking on fourth like quite a lot to begin the game. Yeah. And, and basically... The, the attacking set is more about the defensive set. So mm. what I mean by that is is that you're, all you're doing is setting up to have a big defensive set. You're yeah. telling the whole team, red set, whatever you want to call it, Yep. we're kicking on the fourth no matter what, yep. and the kick chase needs to be everyone's on board and we are bashing them. And I, th- I feel like that's the only way they're going to win field position. Yeah,
1: you're right. And, it, and it's not a bad ploy too. Um, being out at Penrith, 8 o'clock kickoff, could be slippery, mm. could be a little bit dewy. I'm uh, not sure what the weather's doing down there at the moment with rain or whatnot, but, uh, yeah, uh, if you're the Broncos, you're trying to keep the Panthers away from your or out of your half yeah. as much as you can mm. because we know that they're a great attacking side. They're they they just they're relentless with their attack, mm. particularly with Isaiah Yo and the way he plays through the middle oh. and just continually asking questions. Yeah, good You've got to be on in your ruck. Right, to defend him or to, to minimize the impact he has. But then when he <laughs> – because you pay a lot of attention to the middle like a Coruscant and, and Isaiah Yeo, yep. then it opens up space out wide. So they just – they've got all bases covered with their with their offense at the moment and they've got a really strong game plan. But the, the best way to uh, minimize the impact they're going to have is, is to just make them come off their own try line all night. Absolutely. As often as you can. So that means completing your sets, minimal errors, and as you said, I think kicking early is is a pretty good tactic. Well, because I believe that as well because
0: the Broncos forward pack, you know, Payne Hass brings such good, you know, momentum in attack. But mm. in defense, because he's so big, his line speed isn't as quick as a smaller guy. Yep. So I would actually be, if I'm Broncos, I'm leaning into the fact that we have a smaller forward pack by getting crazy good line speed. Yeah. Uh, but now onto the Penny Panthers. Mm. What, what kind of game is this? Is this a, a culture game, a standards game where – you know, regardless of who we play, we stay to the standards. Yeah,
1: and, and it's, a, it's a game where they can really reinforce the message that they are the best team in the comp, mm. where they, no matter who, who they're versing, no matter where they're playing the game, what, what location, what stadium, yep. no matter the conditions, we're out there to get a job done. Yeah. And and we'll do it in a professional manner from from the first minute to the 80th minute. Mm. I think that's the message that that this team would want to be pushing. I remember, you know, being involved with Melbourne over those years, where um, you know w- we went through a sort of a, a, a fairly dominant period. Mm. That that was the message that that would be pushed through our uh, squad, no matter who we were playing. It didn't matter. It did not matter the opposition. It didn't matter the circumstances of that week and the the form that we took into it or the form that the opposition took into it. Particularly with teams that were a little bit lower on on the competition ladder, mm. we really wanted to to take a game uh, to that team that we would take against, say, a team in the top four. Yeah, it didn't matter. Like mm. there was no there was no. You know, there was no complacency. You didn't approach that match, you know, wearing your slippers, yeah. thinking that I'll oh, just pull the jersey on today and we'll go out and it'll it'll, it'll get a win. Mm. Um, yeah, you, know, you you approach that game like any other match, um, and you were just ruthless, ruthless yeah. in in your actions. You were very deliberate with your actions. Mm. And so,
0: just quickly, uh, with the Penrith Panthers, the Cleary signed till two thousand twenty
1: seven. Yeah. Before we go to break, we have got two minutes here. Thoughts. Oh, well it's outstanding for that club, isn't it? Oh, man. Really. And yeah. and to get that get those two um, guys as a package deal, particularly I feel Nathan mm. that locks him away till um, I think 30 is he 30 at the end of that mm. that term mm. uh, contract I think. Um, so you know, long time signing but you know the the you know Nathan's shown that he is a, oh. a very reliable player. Um, picked up a, a you know a severe shoulder injury last year, but mm. that was Um, that wasn't a uh, a consistent thing of his where he's picked up niggles here and there. That was a pretty serious shoulder injury that any player could suffer. Um, And, and his week to week form is just, it's just unbelievable. You know, Mm. he plays well every week. Um, And, and, you know, to, to have that stability in that number seven Jersey now for all the players around him. Yeah. That, that's great. Um, With, with his dad, Ivan, uh, you know, he's, you hear some of his comments and, they went. What well, they 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 went not. They went pretty ordinary, didn't they in in 2019? Mm. And then they they followed that up with a grand final in 2020. Finished runners up, won a premiership the following year. And he and his comments are that he, they're still building. They're building something special. Oh, yeah. So you know that's his mindset. It's not like well yeah job's done. We've been involved in two grand finals. We won one of the two. Um, yeah we can sort of we can put our feet up for a little bit here. now he he said. the job's not finished. Yeah, We want to continue to build.
0: Absolutely. Now, after the break, we will share our Holy Schnitz sporting moment from the week. Make sure to call in or text in. We'll answer your texts. After the break, as I said, we'll do the the, uh, Holy Schnitz moment uh, and we'll see you on the other side.
1: Holy Schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels.
0: Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now for the holy schnitz moment. Speak to me, Smithy. What was your holy
1: schnitz moment for the week? Yeah, my nomination. We've each got a nomination. But my nomination uh, this week was, did you catch the Australian Grand Prix? No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I'm, I'm a big motor sport fan. I'm a big rev head. I love love me cars. Yep. Um Mate, four hundred and fifty thousand people walk through the gates at Albert Park. How good for the Australian Grand Prix down in Melbourne. Um, first one, first Australian Grand Prix since two thousand nineteen. Now, what happened was in twenty twenty, when the pandemic broke out, all the cars, all the teams, all the crew, they travelled over here. They got to they got to Albert Park. They set up all their gear in the pits. Mm. I think they may have even got like a practice day in, mm. and then uh, it was called off.
0: Fans were rocking up to the gate, getting told, "Sorry, it's over." Well, they they were in. Yeah,
1: they wow. were in. They were in the grounds, wow. and then they were getting told, "You you have to evacuate." And there was a few blow-ups. but great to see um, a full house on Sunday. Um, Charles Leclerc, he mm. took it out. He he went from start to finish. I think he was only he was he wasn't in the lead for maybe two laps of the of the fifty eight laps. Yep. Um, so he had a outstanding Grand Prix driving the Ferrari, of course. Um, Daniel Ricardo we didn't see much of him mm. I wish we'd seen a little bit more of him he finished in uh, I think he finished sixth so yeah. he got he got uh, some points um, in the McLaren of course but um it was just great to see yeah I was lucky enough to go to a few grand Prix mm. um, if it if it fit in with the schedule yeah at the start of the year um and it's just a, it's an outstanding event mmm Great to see, you know, all the cars over here and all the teams, and you've know, got people coming from all over. Like when
0: you, when did, you say fit into the schedule, do you yeah. mean you were telling the boys we're training at three am this yes. morning so that you can get
1: to? The- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and if we had a game on, I'd ring ring, ring them around and say, "Listen, can you can you just change that to a Friday night?" That's to, how much pull the Great Smith I got to get to the Grand Prix on Sunday. No, it didn't happen. No, if we if a game of ours fell early in the weekend. Um, uh, and we were able to get to the Grand Prix on the Sunday. Yep. I always tried to get there. Did you so. have any team days there? No, none. That would have been a good team you day already. You know, I'll tell you what I wanted to be involved in. Mm. I wanted to be involved in it. I don't think they do it anymore, but they used to do a uh, like a celebrity race mm. and they chuck in. Oh, really? Yeah, they chuck you in just oh, some, really? yeah, into some like normal normal uh, road cars. Yeah. Um, and uh, they used. To, yeah, Robbie Kern's got to start. Surely. Sneety, the great Smithy we're going to start. Mate, this bloke he wouldn't even know what car he is driving. Wow, he had no idea. That's the media manager just throwing a name in the hat. Mate, just give us a give us a start. Like, <laughs> here is a bloke that like genuinely, genuinely follows motorsport. Yeah, yeah, the supercars, the Formula Ones, the Moto GP, all of it, love it, mm. and just got the brush. Oh, not got brushed, brushed. anyway. Uh, not to worry. I am not bitter about it at all.
0: Not at all. No. Not at all. Uh, now onto the my whole yeah, issue moment. What's your nom- nomination, mate? It was Katoni Staggs fending off Uh, Paul Momoroski to score his devastating try against the Roosters. Holy schnitz moment because I honestly think the amount of highlights of him doing that to players, Mm -hmm. it's reaching nearly the heights of Greg Inglis. Yep. The amount of times we've seen him genuinely with one hand throw another bloke across the field. Yes. And I was just so happy to see Tony Staggs. He looked happy. He looked like he wanted to be there. Yep. Uh last few weeks he looked a bit down. Uh, you know, I don't know if he Might had be some... why he played well. Yeah, exactly. And so he ran out, he got involved early. It's so crucial getting that early touch. And he was absolutely fantastic. So that's my holy schnitz moment uh of the week. But mm. after the break, we'll continue our round six preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Dan in camp now. We've got uh, a round preview, and we've got a huge clash. Your mates, Ooh. Smithy's mates, the Sharks.
1: <laughs> Smithy's mates, the
0: Sharks. Now you've got a bit of history with them.
1: Uh, my mate, yeah. Well, I've got a couple of mates in there.
0: Yeah, got a few sure. mates. Well, sure.
1: Nico Hines. Yeah, that's true. Dale Finucane. Yeah, they're your mates. What about when you played though? Uh, yeah, what do you mean when I played? They were they were my mates when I played there, <laughs> played with them at Storm. Oh, I know what you're referencing the, the Sharkies, and there is a little bit of history uh, between the Storm and the Sharks, particularly after the uh, the 2016 season, mm. Kempe, where uh, the Sharkies um, won the premiership. They beat us in the grand final. Mate, what were you thinking in that last few seconds? Like- oh, mate, I was thinking we're going to win. Wow, I really did. Yeah. Oh yeah, they absolutely blew us off the park in 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 the first half. Well, they oh, sorry, they didn't blow us off the park. Mm. They 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 had a defensive plan that that took um, a lot of our attacking opportunities away. And I'll tell you what they did; they completed well, mm. so they took a lot of energy out of us in that first forty minutes. Yeah. Um, but in in the second forty, you know, up until what was it? Maybe fifteen minutes before full time, mm. that. They didn't look like losing the match. And then yeah. Will Chambers scores a try, and all of a sudden, we're in front. Crazy. We're in front. Yes. And, like, at no stage during that game, you know, particularly to that point, did you ever, did we ever feel as though, oh, we can't win? Mm. We always had the belief that we could come back. Mm. Um, but at that point, it was quite surreal when he scored. And, and we're thinking, hang on, we're in front here. Like, we're going to win this match. But yep. it took a big effort from uh, Andrew Fafita to score under the sticks to put Cronulla back in front. Yeah, We had one last opportunity um it was in the very last play of the game um mm. where we if we scored we 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 may have won but um anyway it wasn't to be and the sharkies won it and and for the couple of years after that they they really had the wood on us they i think they won 3 of the next 4 yeah wow but since that time i think you know storm have sort of dominated cronulla mm. um a little bit yeah yeah from sort of you know 2019 onwards but this is a very very different um scenario now where uh, well, the Sharkies are currently second, yeah, um, on four and against, and and the Storm third, uh, taking on um, each other in Melbourne. Mm. So, cracking game. This 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 could potentially, don't like using that word too often, but p- potentially could be the game of the season mm. up until this point.
0: I think it. I think be the game of the round for sure. And yeah, well, it yeah. has to be
1: game of the round. I um, um,
0: cracking match, cracking match. Where what? What kind of match is this for the Storm compared to the Sharks? The Shark in my opinion, it's a match of, are we the real deal? Are we genuinely premiership threats? The Storm, I'm thinking we need to play 80 minutes of quality footy because it's just at the moment, last week, for example, they were incredible, that opening half. And then a bit patchy towards the end there. They never looked like losing, but yep. they leaked a lot of points that they probably shouldn't have. Storm? With, with the Storm,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, Well, I guess... This, this is a really good um, gauge for the Storm as well, Kempi. I wouldn't say this is a game that they enter thinking, oh, we just we want to go out and play well. Yeah. That's, that certainly will be part of for sure. Um, you know, the plan this week is that we need to go out and, and um, finish the, the game. Mm. But I, if you look at the matches they played this year, round one they played Tigers, mm. um, lost a couple of players early, still managed to win the game comfortably. Uh, we, we're on top of... The Rabbitohs, well and truly, mm. um, it took a incredible fight back from the Rabbitohs to get back in that match, um, and yeah, they scored three tries early. The Storm didn't mm. kick a goal and was out at twelve you know, nil. Um, kicked a penalty goal, fourteen 0 I thought oh, actually, I think they may have converted one try, but it was three three tries to nothing, with with like eight minutes to go. Um, then they went to Parramatta, lost that game, and then the last two, like they 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 smashed the Bulldogs one easily last week against Canberra i i think this this they'd be looking at this as a real test and and to give them some sort of gauge at actually where they're at yeah because the sharkies i think outside of penrith they've probably played the most consistent football out of anyone yeah it's a good point compared to um you know, Melbourne. Melbourne have been up and down, and you know, like when they're at their best, we all know that. You know, not many teams can beat them. Yeah, when they're at their best, but they've been a little bit patchy. They've been up and down. And those games they've won, they've they've done what they've needed to do. Yeah, uh, to get past them. The only, the only blemish on on the Sharkies' uh, season is round one, mm. when they when they went down to Canberra and, and just got pipped and got pipped uh, on the bell. Yeah, they they got scored against um, late. Uh, which they which they returned served to Parramatta the following the following week with yep. a with a with a try late in the game, and Nico Hines converted after the siren. Mm. but from that match they've been they've been comprehensive in their victories. They were strong against the dragons in the wet, Nico yep. Hines outstanding. Oh. they 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 did not give Newcastle a sniff. Mm. they they scored um they they won that game eighteen nil, and then last week, well, they played the West Tigers. So this is. This is their big test of the season so far to yeah. say, okay, where are, where are we actually sitting in this competition? Mm. Are we, are we, can we match it with Melbourne cool. and, and Penrith? Um, or is there, still, is there still some things we need to work on? And those results over previous weeks sort of lulled us into a little bit of a, sol- uh, a false sense of security. Yeah.
0: When, I mean, you look at the Eels, like the Eels take so much confidence out of the fact that they beat the Storm. It's yeah. almost like if you can get a win over the Storm, you Absolutely. almost tell yourself, well, we can do anything in the competition, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree with you. The Sharks, huge test, and it's it's equally huge test for the Storm because yeah. they have had so many ins and outs and a lot going on at the club. So I cannot wait for this clash. Now, Sydney Roosters, New Zealand Warriors, thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I think the Roosters um – well, let's start with Warriors. They'll be they'll, talking about confidence. They'll, mm. they'll take a lot of confidence out of the last three weeks. Three on the trot. How good? And that? they've sort of I, I'll tell you what. This team, uh, like you know, I, I don't. I'm not a Warriors fan or whatnot. You know, yeah. My team's Melbourne, and mm. I watch a couple of teams up here in Queensland, a little bit close closer. But the the Warriors. I'll tell you what. I reckon they've. I reckon they've snuck under. A lot of people's radar.
0: Yeah, agreed. I don't agreed. know. I
1: don't know if you agree with that. Ken they've Bid? actually
0: they've they've replaced the dragons were my Smokey for the eight. Mm. Now the warriors have replaced the dragons. They are now my Smokey for the eight.
1: Yeah, well they're currently they're currently seventh, right? They've they've had three wins, so that that's actually equal with Manly Roosters as well. Mm. So you know, there's a lot of talk about Roosters and there's a lot of, a lot of talk about Manly and yeah. the way they're travelling at the moment and, and whatnot and their prospects for a premiership, or or sorry, I should I shouldn't say premiership, I should say finals campaign. Yeah. Well the Warriors are they've won exactly the same amount of games as those two teams. Yep, absolutely. And they've done it very quietly and they're just they're sitting nicely at the moment. So if they could bank a couple of more wins, you know, if they could have two or three three more wins in the next month, well they've put themselves in a really good position yeah. um in this first sort of third of the season.
0: Well I mean if you're the Warriors and you go six from ten that's a great start to the year, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a great year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, from what they were coming from. And they're yeah.
0: what they're sitting now at three from five. Yeah. Very, very doable. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, the injection of Sean Johnson coming back from injury has been fantastic. He just, talk about a guy that, you know, we spoke speaking earlier how some players, if they rely on speed and explosiveness as they get older, mm. they start questioning, oh, well, I'm not as quick. I'm not as explosive. How do I fix my game? Yep. Sean Johnson is a perfect example of transitioning into a yeah. new kind of player, evolving. Yeah,
1: yeah, he is, mate, and and you can see that he's playing a lot differently. He plays now with, uh, I think, a lot more tempo in his game, mm. rather than you know just using that blinding speed and that you know that big well, right foot step, mm. left foot. He's got he's got, he got both. both. He's got both um, right and left foot step. He plays a lot more tempo now, and he and he toys with the defensive line a, a bit more, mm. using a, a much more. Um, Subtle kicking game as well. Yeah. Um, which he's always had a strong kicking game, but he uses a lot more subtlety in his kicking, uh, particularly close to the line. So, you know, they've, they've put himself in a really good position. Do I think it'll be good enough against the Roosters? Well, again, the, <laughs> the Roosters are a very different Roosters side than what we've seen mm. from, you know, those years in sort of 18 and 19. They've, they've had some changes. Yep. Their their roster is is getting a little bit older now. Um, and they've got a couple of young rookies coming through, so they're, they're a very different side to what they were, you know, four and five years ago. Yeah, they're 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 not the what I've what I've learned is they're not the consistent roosters mm. from from those years.
0: It's interesting because when you really look at it, you know, I think you you brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but you know we're in 2022 now. Their back to back was what 18, 19? 19, yeah. And so it's been a substantial amount of time, and like since then, they've I think they've come like fourth or fifth, or so they're also going through their own transition phase right now.
1: Yeah, and 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 one that may be a little bit um, smaller than other clubs um, with transitioning because they've still got quality players, but as I said, they're getting they're getting a little bit older, Mm. and you know they they can't do things the way they used to do them. Yeah, Um, not as fast, not as not as powerful, Mm. and they're very small. They're very small changes, yeah, um, but they make a difference at that level. Absolutely. But um, at no stage, you know, am I questioning their ability and their their credentials. They're, they are a quality outfit. They've got great coaching staff. They've got great players, great leaders. Mm. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I, look, I, I think they'll be too strong at home uh, this
0: week. Absolutely. Now, after the break, we'll continue previewing the round. so make sure to uh, stay tuned, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp. Now, we've got the rest of the games to preview, Smithy. We've got uh, the Dragons versus the Knights. Now, I want to get your thoughts because I'm a bit, uh, I guess, not miffed, but uh, perplexed. Miffed. At uh, Sloan and Amone mm. after three or four games of the season, that one of them gets dropped and another gets dropped to the bench. Mm. What are your thoughts on, I guess, giving young players time to prove themselves or. Yeah.
1: Well, well, I guess they need to because you can't you can't just throw them in for two weeks and then no, it's not working. Throw them out because how how are they meant to learn? Mm. How are they meant to learn? Mm. Um, You know, at some stage you have to throw them in the deep end. Mm. Um, But I guess you got to remember this: our game is all about results. You know, it's all about results. And Anthony Griffin, there's been a lot of talk about his position as coach and whatnot. I really feel for coaches because they. They're the ones the, the finger is pointed at them. As soon as a team under underperforms yeah. or doesn't get wins, straight away it's straight players. away it's the coach and yeah. go, "I oh, might get rid of him." Mm. Well, if you replace him, how how does that how does that improve the situation? Mm. You know, surely the players have got to take more responsibility for the results. Surely, surely we're learning. But but to be but in that situation with the dragons, I think yeah, you know, I think Hook's being given um, an opportunity. to, and time, mm. you know, he's been told that you've got time yeah. to, with the with this squad that you've got. Mm. So you know, maybe maybe the best thing to do is is to give these young fellas a crack, yeah. a decent crack, even if you suffer a couple of losses. But just give them an op- opportunity to settle into first grade and see that you know things may turn yeah. with a, with a bit of time spent there.
0: Absolutely, I, I think surely clubs and you know admins are learning that a high turnover rate of coaches never works out well. Mm. All of the good clubs have had co- coaches there mm. for a substantial amount of time or clubs wait for the right coach to come on the market. Mm. You know, whereas I just think people that are already saying, oh, is Anthony Griffin under pressure? I'm like, give him some time. Like, yeah. give him th- like a perfect example, I think, mm. is Adam O'Brien. Like, yes, obviously they went down on the weekend, but I feel like he's slowly, his job was under pressure last year. Mm-hmm. But before he took over, they were like fourteenth, fourteenth, eleventh, eleventh, and then he has gone. You know, finals, finals. So yeah, I, I think uh, give, give. Even though I disagree with dropping Sloan, give Hook a bit of time. Yep,
1: I think um, this is a Sunday Arvo game at Win. Oh, maybe St George get back on the winning circle.
0: I think I'm going Knights because okay. it's such a big game for the Knights. Okay. Because you don't want to go two and six when they had such a good start. If nah. they, you know, because they've got two massive clashes after this. I think it's like Panthers and you know. Yep. Yeah. Or something. yeah,
1: that's right. And then uh, to finish off the round, Monday, Avo Easter Monday at Combake Stadium, Parramatta Eels take on the West Tigers.
0: I think it's going to be a cracking, cl- cracking clash. Yep. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm probably going to back the Eels, but the Tigers, they're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their they lives. Are. Yep. Surely they can get up for a Monday clash.
1: Oh, I, I, I hope they do. I'd love to see an upset, like a big scalp for the West oh, Tigers. Oh, wow! You know what I mean, yeah, not not just not just play against the Bulldogs, who are you know sitting around the bottom with them, and they get a win over the Bulldogs. Like take a big scalp, yeah, like a Parramatta who was, who are sitting top four, yeah, and get them like if you take a big
0: scalp going into training that next week, all the boys are happy. Mm-hmm. The whole mood shifts. The whole
1: mood changes.
0: Yep. Um. So I hope the Tigers can bench be back. If, but if, the,
1: if there are any chance though, mm. possibly this week, Wanga Blake out, Junior Palo out. Mm. Um, and Shawnee, well, Sean Lane, he, he returns. Um, so a couple of big players missing for Parramatta. Just quickly,
0: thoughts on Bolo missing? Mm.
1: Is it is it Bolo or Paolo? Or
0: I think it's Junior Bolo. Okay, I, I think that's what uh, he messaged me, and he said, "Thank you for trying to pronounce it properly." I'm probably still getting it wrong, but I, I think it's closer to that. Yep. Junior? Uh, oh, mate, like,
1: yeah, Junior. Uh mate. Seriously, I'll tell you what that was. That was a, that was a man that weighs one twenty plus. Mm. tackling a man that, that weighs less than 90 kilos in AJ Brimson. Yeah. Like, I don't think... Was there any contact made with the head? I don't think so. He was holding his shoulder. Like, uh, he, he was suspended for tackling him too hard. Yes. Anyway. anyway let's, not, let's not get started we, on
0: that, Kempy. We won't. Anyway, uh, we are going to head to the break. After the break, we're going to wrap up the show, which their critics are saying, the greatest show of all time. See you on this side. <laughs> Welcome back to What Critics Are Calling... The greatest three hours of all time when it comes to media. The captain's run with Cameron Smith and myself, Denon Kemp. Now, Smithy, tips.
1: Yes. Raiders versus Cowboys. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to go the Cowboys here. Well, well, yeah, Well Big call. Yeah, I know. Big call. But I just, I think that they've got the game to, yeah. To get it done. Beat Canberra down there. Yeah. Although, they're boys, they're, they're Townsville boys. They don't really like the cold. No. So, we'll see how they go. I'm, I'm going to tip them, though.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs. Uh, Rabbitohs. Panthers, Broncos. Panthers. Storm, Titans.
1: Uh, Storm, Sharks, you mean? Or Man- sorry, sorry. Manly, manly Titans. Titans uh, yeah, Manly. Manly at four pines. Storm, Sharks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Storm here in an absolute classic. Roosters, Warriors. Roosters. Dragons, Knights. I'm going to go the Dragons. Eels, Tigers.
0: Uh, I'm going to go Parramatta. Parramatta. What's the matter, Parramatta? Mm. Mate, they're looking great good. show. Yeah, it's a great show. One of the greatest. That's what the critics are saying. That's yeah. what they're saying. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Make sure if you missed any of the show, download us on The Captain's Run on Spotify and Apple. Download the app, SEN app, and we'll see you next week. See you later.